This episode is brought to you by Eufy Video Lock. Eufy is a smart lock with 2K cam and doorbell that's a three-in-one triple security, so you can have everything in one device rather than install many pieces on your front door. It's not just for security, but it's also for convenience. No more concerns about losing keys. You can assign passwords to your family members and see them coming back home via the integrated camera. It's easy to install and set up with just a Phillips screwdriver. It's got keyless entry, so no more fumbling for the keys when your hands are full. It also has a rechargeable battery that could last around four months, and you'll get low battery notifications before it runs out. Passcode unlocking with a remote control with 2K clear sight to see who's at your front door and control from anywhere through the app. And with enhanced night vision, you can have optimized view even in the evening. No monthly fee, unlike other brands that will charge monthly fee, you have your recordings locally and never have to pay for storage. This is the future. This is everything I love about what's happening with doors. In my opinion, this is an absolute no-brainer. I'm telling you right now, this is an absolute no-brainer. We installed them in the house, and it makes, especially when you have a family, it makes life so easy, so secure, so safe, and once again, so easy. Search Eufy Video Lock, that's E-U-F-Y Video Lock, or visit eufyofficial.com slash video lock to see how you can gain complete control of your door. Thank you, thank you, gentlemen and Hey everybody, my television show, Trip Flip, premieres Sunday night, March 17th at 8 p.m. 7 Central on Travel Channel. Set your DVRs, tell your friends, and as always, go to birdbirdbird.com. Is the bird cast? Uh, Alright, we're recording by the way. Um, is Nerdist, is Nerdist do, uh, do, do tie glasses? Yeah. So, if you, did you do tie glasses? Sean? No, 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 but I really enjoyed tie glasses podcast. Because that's, yeah, that's Katie is the, uh, oh, that's his Katie. Producer of that, yeah. I was always wondering, like, I don't, I don't, I don't envision Todd to be super technological, technologically advanced, Mm-mm. considering like he didn't have an email address until somewhat recently, or a computer rather. But like I, I listened to the podcast and it was really well produced, and it was really fun. It was really totally different than other podcasts too, don't you think? Well, yeah, Todd's different than other podcasters. He's a uh, he's unique. I, I've never listened to one all the way through because they're usually three or four hours long. <laughs> Long. But, yeah, that's but I I've heard parts of it, and I was there for one. He did one at the LA Podcast Festival, and I was in the audience heckling him the whole time. And he's just, uh, he's a he's a massive talent, and the people that have the time to listen to those long shows. I was, I was on a train one time, and I listened to him and Rory Scovold do the the bum 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 bum. Did you ever see that? that? The the bit where uh, where uh, not Fred Sanford but Red Fox, Red Fox. was introduced. Was bah, introduced. Bah, 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 Billy Crystal claims he was there at that show. That's that's <laughs> that's kind of how that story got around. And I've always I've always questioned that that Billy Crystal was actually there. Yeah, and maybe that it even actually happened. <laughs> but it's so funny that Red Fox would come out and the crowd was too small, so he said, "Hey, look who just showed up!" Fuck it, and then Ari Shafir. What's up, dude? Here, grab a seat over there. Grab the mic. 
There's this. There's a mic on every chair. How many? How many no special one, I can guests? No, I get Joey Diaz over here in five minutes, though, if you want. Oh, there's another mic right there. I know. <laughs> I feel like. Uh, I feel like in case Priscilla comes in. A Joey Diaz booking would would uh, increase listenership by forty percent. You're telling me I just posted. I just minutes. posted one with him today. He's huge. Yeah. He's so. He's such a interesting dude in the sense that when he tells a story, yeah. like the the part he doesn't find funny is the funniest part. Like he was telling a story about how he got bit by a dog like six times when he first moved to America. He just kept getting bit by dogs. He didn't understand why. He was like, they just don't like me. He's like, Bert, I got bit by a dog. Like I had a dog pass me with its owner and then come back to bite me. <laughs> <laughs> but he dropped that so like 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 Matter nonchalantly. And I I was obsessed with the visual of of a of a dog coming back like going ah fuck I gotta bite this kid. But uh, yeah, he's <laughs> fucking he's hilarious. We, well, I've been complimenting Doug on my podcast recently as one of the sharpest <coughs> comedic wits. I know. You are one of the quickest dudes. You're pretty good riffing. When did that happen? <laughs> <laughs> I just sit here silently. Yeah, I, don't know, nothing. I don't know what to do with that question, guys. Um, what, um, I'm, I'm a genius. <laughs> uh, super fast on my feet. Did you just, did you Can just we start, smoke in the man cave? Yeah, of course. Oh, did you nice. just start doing that for like years? I what? I get better at it? Fucking around with crowds and like riffing? Oh, well, uh, I, I don't know if better at it's the right word for it. Just like you, you, if you if it's your audience, you're more comfortable oh, yeah. with fucking around. Like I always – it's always funny to me like when you're next in a comedy club on a night when there's like, you know, 10 comics or whatever, you know, the store improv. And it's always funny to me when the guy before you is doing crowd work and doing it in a way like – they're stalling, yeah. you know, like they're they're not doing it in a way like that's what's entertaining about them. They're doing it more like, well, I'm tired of my act and yeah, I got yeah, yeah. I got to do more time. You know, it's just like, well, just get off the stage. You know, like you can go in the bar and just talk to people about what they do for a living. Yeah, <laughs> the story you see some bad you know? crowd work sometimes. And a lot of the crowd work is about is Drive about a cab. A lot of crowd work is about just putting the person on the spot and trying to find something about them that you can you can embarrass them. And then everyone laughs because it's like they're not the person that's being pointed out, you know. Yeah. And I like a more slightly more organic uh, version of crowd work where it's either really? where it's either somebody yells something out yeah. and you respond to it. Uh, you know, uh, that's I don't have things to tell hecklers to shut up. I follow up with why did you just yell that? <laughs> you know, like What's what? Going on what, in your a, world? what? Yeah, why are you doing that in, during seeker? the show? And do you know that that's inappropriate? <laughs> and then let's find out if it was worth the trouble or not to talk to you. Um, <laughs> and then if the person keeps going, you know, then eventually they get thrown out. But I, I, Barry Katz told me when I first started stand up, he was like, he was like, I notice you're going into the audience to ask questions you don't know the answers to. I was yeah. like, yeah. And he was like, never, never ask a question. You should always know exactly what? what's going to happen. Yep. Because that's always. the beauty of stand-up comedy is it always, oh, always goes perfectly and oh, according shit. to plan. I want to know the answer. Yeah. Something. That's we, ridiculous. Yeah. Knows. That's a ridiculous note. Yeah. I hate, I oh, hate those kind where, of how notes. How get there? Or, yeah. I hate those things in general. When I was first starting out, a guy told me, uh, a, a, a successful comic said, you cannot have facial hair and be a stand-up comic. What? I heard and, that He too. said, facial hair is not funny. You mean like George I was Carlin? like, you're out of your uh, goddamn mind. I was told, I was told, I I almost wonder if this is the exact same comic because uh, I was told uh, having facial hair is a big hindrance in comedy. You cannot be funny with facial hair. And then I and then I rationalized it. Okay, so when I see Richard Pryor with a beard or George Carlin with a beard, were they working on material? So they were like almost putting a hindrance on their on their stand up. So then they 
shave the beard off and it's just sandbags and it goes that much funnier. You thought it was a genius like, attempt. Thought, like, yeah. like your material has to overcome your beard. Yeah, and if you can overcome the beard, it's like doing Well, it like, look at us, guys. We're making it happen. <laughs> That's like the University of Kansas used to practice on a smaller rim. What? Yeah. They would put this addition to their rim that, that like, shortened it, like, made it, like, diameter width. I don't know what the fucking – what do you call wider? I don't know, but I just – as soon as you said the word rim, I was just running through a bunch of dirty things, dirty jokes to say. <laughs> yeah, then and then you gotta, took it off for scrimmages or games, they'd be like, well, this thing's gigantic. When is it, Did they win a championship that year? I don't know. Like but then you get a ball ago. out of guys like, oh, I don't want to take the shot. I'm going to miss. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, everybody gets really worried. Uh, it's I smart. Know. Like, yeah, But uh, it's a smart way to do it. Like, I know a lot of professional golfers use a ping pong ball. And then uh... <laughs> I actually considered that for a second. I was like, really? Oh, wait, no. Shut up. How is that possible? You have a lighter? Yes. I don't have a lighter. I brought my, brought my own weed, but I don't have a lighter. The, uh, the uh, smokers are for. Thanks, go. dude. Anything smaller? <laughs> Do you have a smaller lighter? <laughs> no, I, uh, you, but you're, you're. I don't know why lighters are bigger. This is perfect. Yeah, well, I guess because it lasts longer if it's a bigger. Well, one? if you smoke a pack, yeah, because there's more fluid in it. If you're, you smoke a pack a day, the circular kind that was like just the size of a cigarette that you could put in your cigarette pack. Those were cool. Wait, I don't remember. Oh, I remember like those. Long yeah. circular. I used to smoke. Do you ever smoke cigarettes? Uh huh. When I worked at the store, when I worked at the back door. I used to. I used to love smoking cigarettes. It was yeah. the coolest thing in the world. It was cool. It was cool. It was fucking really cool. The Sklar brothers told me that once. I was playing. We were all playing basketball together on Saturdays. I used to. And how big was the rim? Same size, normal. <laughs> um, but I was smoking. I was like, all right, sorry, game starting. So I was trying to like smoke more and then put it out. And they were like, what are you doing, Ari? It's bad for your health. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I know. Well, it is kind of comical when you see people that are still smoking. And you're like, you're like, hey, man. Like, no, not that, Doug. Like, that makes sense. But <laughs> yeah. No, no, I was looking at that squirrel running around on your, uh, on your backyard. Uh, uh, that's uh, Coco. You name the squirrel? Oh, my, we feed the squirrel. My wife is straight up redneck, and there was a squirrel in the backyard that seemed like friendly when we first moved in. It so she got cash. some almonds, and yeah, Coco had a uh, Coco gets the oranges out of the tree and eats them up in the girls' wow. treehouse. Um, Coco had a uh, mate that Priscilla killed. Yeah, I was gonna wonder. I was like, why Priscilla, Priscilla can't? Kill? Priscilla's mona, uh, Coco's smart. And stays away from fucking Priscilla, but the mate was ballsy as shit. Yeah, she probably learned a lesson when when Priscilla killed her husband. C- Priscilla, yeah, Coco's now single. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, they live up there. But getting by just fine. Proof that you know <laughs> single gals can make it. Yeah, exactly. I want to see one of those videos in you know, this town. Two animals will, like snuggle with each other, like a, like a dog will snuggle with a with a squirrel or something. It's like two animals that shouldn't, oh, but they're I saw all that in nice France. to each other. I saw that in France, uh, a dog and a cat laying in the same bed together. And yeah, they were like, like and the guy who just had it there, and everyone was taking pictures. And he, I don't think he was making any fucking money off of it. But hey, me and my buddy Weicho lost it. Is that Joey? Yeah, it's Joey, yes. Get over here, Joey. Come over to Bert's right now. Come on me over. Me and Doug and Bert are all here. We just started a podcast. Who's over there? Me and Doug Benson and Bert Kreischer. Oh, shit. Nah, I'm busy. I'm running a bunch of shit. Well, you doing all right? He's yeah, doing I'm a bunch here. of shit. Tell him, uh, tell him I said hi, and tell him I posted his podcast today. Oh, Bert posted. Okay. All right, bye. <laughs> I love that he Don't called you on the phone to check in. He checks in. That's what he does. He's heading to Hollywood. Got to check in, in with Ari. Yeah, I'm, I'm his friend in Hollywood. He checks. <laughs> he, he checks in like he'll drive by our house to make sure it's not on fire. 
Really? Yeah, like on his long ride. So, yeah, his, like Leanne saw him drive by one night. She goes, I think Joey Diaz drove by, by and just kind of checked out our house. So I was like, well, he's either casing it or he's making sure you're safe. <laughs> or deciding later. <laughs> no. Yeah, he always just – his conversations last like two minutes tops. Yeah. I, well, I guess that's why you don't mind him calling. No, not at all. Because nobody calls me. No. Really? Yeah. Text only. Yeah. Fucking send me an email. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, you're not a I'm big really phone call kind of guy. Every, it's not interesting, people that are big Twitter DM people or uh-huh. or text people. I'm trying to make more phone calls. I'm trying to make myself make more phone calls. What makes you have more friends? Because you, you want to get more cancer phone. in your head? No. I don't worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> That's not why. Wait a minute. <laughs> I just I, I fell away from it. And it's like, why don't I talk to people anymore? Oh, yeah. I, I could see that. But I just I talk to people you know, face-to-face a lot. And I... You know, my phone is always off from ringing because I'm either in a movie, uh, airplane, or on a podcast, yeah. or on a stage. Like everywhere I go, it's inappropriate for your phone to go off. Yeah. So I just turn. I just don't have it on, and nobody calls me. Wait, what concert did you see the other night that you put on? Uh, you put on Vine. Oh, three uh, eleven. God damn it! They're still together, dude. Not only are they together, they are. They, their fans are insane. Like they, they have the biggest fan base. Like how many bands do you know? Have hundreds of people on Twitter that have the name of the band in yeah. their name. John Smith, like there's so and so three eleven. Blah 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 three eleven. Dude, I made a I made a post on Twitter about like you know what three eleven is just no good. They've never <laughs> oh been no! God. And I got so much hatred. Yeah, because it's your your crowd likes them. I guess so. Yeah, Why? <laughs> it's stupid fucking beach rock from the East Coast. Oh it's wait, really beautiful ca- disaster it's really, is a great. It's really catchy, song. and they're great musicians, and it's a jam band where the songs are actually band. short and okay. yeah. and they also uh don't you know they end the songs and they have melodies and uh yeah i'm a, I'm a huge fan but i, I always like them because i saw them a lot when they first broke because i lived in la and went to a lot of like k-rock shows and stuff <clears throat> and then uh but a few years ago i got invited to go on their cruise and do stand-up because uh peanut the bassist is a uh you know, a fan of comedy and likes me. And, uh, so I did it and it was the uh, you know, greatest three or four days of my life. And, uh, and I'm going, I'm what cruise line. I'm going again on, uh, I'm leaving tomorrow to go to Miami and on Friday, this time it's on a Norwegian. It used to be carnival. Oh wow. Norwegian's pretty pimp, right? I think so. Yeah. Well, so- carnival's the one that just had the shit boat. Yeah, <laughs> Carnival's that a great was, cruise line. Like Carnival's a great, right? great no, no, yeah, cruise yeah. Carnival is always shit boats. <laughs> no, they just had one shit boat. That's how many? An no, that's planned. But how many? <laughs> you're a travel expert. Yes. How many? Oh, yeah. How right. many uh, cruises do you think are out on the seas of the world right a now? A thousand? Uh, probably, yeah. Yeah. Wow. yeah. So Every they made such a big thing. deal out of that shit boat. And if I was with the cruise company, I would have gone right yeah. on TV and said, 999 boats are out there right now and they're not shit boats. Can the- someone do a story about our not shit boats? <laughs> <laughs> someone talk about the buffet. Because people don't need more reasons to be discouraged from going on a cruise. Yeah. And that and that news story, the one where the cruise tipped over in Italy, that was- they would not shut up about that. Yeah. And I went on a cruise right around the time that happened. Every time I go on a cruise, there's some horrible cruise thing happened right before. I was always I was always afraid of getting murdered on a cruise. Why? International Interesting. Because there's no you, no you laws. Can't, you can't no laws, and not only no laws, they can't 
There's like no extradition. There's, I mean, it's like a they nightmare. Can't try you it's a lot no, of people. it's like the law of the boat or something. It's right? Law of the sea. Like you'd be. <laughs> Let's say you rape somebody. Who's gonna put you? No, in jail? but like. Well, no. I think you, I think rape might. I don't know. I'm. I'm I, you like, can't get away with murder or rape just because you're on, on no, a you boat. No, rape. The rape is the only reason. Uh, I will say rape is definitely illegal on a cruise. Is because this, is, the, the this should be is their this should be their selling point. <laughs> Come on our cruise where <laughs> rapes are illegal. No, there it's it's uh it's because the victim's still there on a murder. They don't find out, and there's no proof. There's no you just dump someone overboard. Don't call for it. Say nothing. There's a, there was a huge thing. So there's no police, but they also no, anytime there's anything, anytime anything body size goes overboard on a ship, they know about it. What there's there's people watching for that. No. Yeah, there is. No. At night, late at night. No. I all, guarantee all you. I guarantee you, I could throw. They probably have some cameras. Boat. I could easily throw someone off a boat. Not the Lido. I wish there was some way we could prove this. That what was that movie with um with um the 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 takeoff of um. Uh, that Hitchcock movie with Danny DeVito and Throw Mama Throw from the Mama? Train. Throw Mama from the Train. Someone just had a funny tweet about that last night. Bullshit. I swear to God. Really? Yeah. Yeah, but he, he was going to push her off. And Do you know who it is? Stalling. About Throw Mama from the Train? Yeah. It's about time somebody tweeted about it. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? I forget. <laughs> I read the funniest tweet. It was like, <laughs> I forget who it was. I want to say it was Pete Holmes or like one of those guys. You know that like I can see that. So yeah, far, I believe you. I yeah. just did. We made it weird. You made it weird. Movies with Pete, and that's where you just sit with Pete and watch a movie. And then the person at home, when they buy it, they can sync it up and you know watch that's the funny. movie and listen to us talk. Like Dark Side. But and, it just uh, becomes it just becomes a, whatever Pete wants to talk about the whole time. Really? It, it's yeah. it's off of what's happening on the screen, but it's not all about the movie you know like, oh i did something like this once it's very ten t- it goes on a lot I'd of wanna, tangents i'd want to do that with him but watch miracle where i cry like four or five times oh. and i cry or fucking time traveler's wife i cried time traveler's- why is, is that, that one so goes- sad to you because it's it's representative of my existence with my family because you're traveling all the time and i wake up naked and you come back naked yeah <laughs> Is that when he goes to the mailbox? And you visit you visit your wife. No, no, that's... You visit your wife when she was eight. Yeah, no, yeah. That's exactly. when she first fell in love with you. I, yeah. When you showed up naked in a field when she was eight. <laughs> that is pretty fucking weird. I Scarring her. About that. Uh, yeah, that is no. Uh, the lake house is what the you're thinking house, of, yeah. or the mailbox, or the yeah, the letter. letter. Lake house is is is, is, is like a two reads. year. There's like a two year time jump between his letters and her getting them, or something. I was I was trying to because he lived in the same house or some shit. I was uh, I had I'm obsessed with time travel. Like I I'm genu- really? oh quantum quantum leap was like because you regular thing. travel so much that you want to take it to the next level. <laughs> quantum leap is pretty awesome. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's got to. It's got I want to start. He needs. Now. Why don't? Why not space? Why not a new network? The time travel channel. <laughs> But why don't you go into space before you cha- go through time? Because uh, space is the final frontier. Then yeah. you've got nothing left to live for. Yeah, but space go. is doable at this point, whereas yeah. time is not. It's continental U.S., then tra- then intercontinental, then time travel, then space. I think that's the... Do you think there'd be delta. some sort of time travel in our lifetimes? I don't. God, I f- no. But I fucking... But you know what I mean? Like, several hundred years ago, people wouldn't know and shook their heads when you said any of these things we have now. Do you, <laughs> you know? Here's what I was obsessed with this morning. Like if you told him about Twitter. I woke up this morning at six. Priscilla's got an internal clock that gets uh, up to go eat at six, and she gets up. Dog. Everyone's fucking up. She jumps on the bed, and you're like, "Okay, I got attacked." Such a big dog. Yeah. So 
I come out and I'm just like, I walk into the kitchen and I'm almost like dizzy. I'm like, ugh, I need a cup of coffee. This is going to be a fucking long day. That's what I'm thinking, right? And I was like, and then I, all of a sudden it's on me. Do you think Native Americans like in 3,000 years ago, 2,000 years woke up like, ugh, someone built a fire yet? Or do you think they woke <laughs> up like, hey, let's get some buffalo? Do you think there was depression back then? Oh, yeah. I think I think they were sad about their lives, but in the same way animals are. You know, like I think that they just were more like they just had things they had to do to survive. Yeah, but I think they were like – you know how sometimes you wake up and it's beautiful outside? Let's say it's California and it's like oh, – like today. It's February and it's 75 Fucking degrees. gorgeous. Yeah. So there's also days we wake up and it's like 20 degrees colder than it should be. You don't think the Indians woke up and goes, ah, fuck. I'm going to be cold all day long. Yeah, I think they'd probably be upset about it, but they still have to go do their thing. Yeah. You know? And then I said to Leanne, this is – now this is taking it to the next level. I'm taking the girls to school, and I said to Leanne, and I was like, do you think, honestly, that slaves ever woke up in a good mood? Do you think that, Mm. like – all slaves dealt with depression. It's or, a shitty thing to <laughs> shitty thing to say that they had good moods, but but it's just like being in prison or something. Like some days are going to be better than others just yeah. because. Oh, today I got a cookie or whatever. So do you think? Do you think that what happens there. is? Like, yeah, I got yeah. Do you I, think I got that my what smokes. Is your expectations for good moods uh-huh. lowers, and then you can just kind of spike. Like yeah, and then, like your 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 line resets. I think. To like then what why you can't people deal with depression? Like then, how come depression? Like, I've never been depressed. I mean, I've had depression, like, base-level depression, but never, like, hardcore, like, genuinely diagnosed depression. Yeah. How Like, how come they can't just oh, reset their levels like dudes in prison? It's because it's because depression is not really like, oh, I feel depressed. I feel sad about something. It's a, it's like a sprain in your brain. Yeah, okay. it's an, it's it's an it's Im- 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 imbalance. Like, it feels the same as, like, oh, I got an F on the test. It feels the same as that, but it's really not about is that. It, does, it, does their brain – this is real stupid. I don't, I don't know if you guys know anything about this, but does their brain not – Produce enough serotonin? Yes, yeah, that. Or does it go through the serotonin too quickly? Or norepinephrine. It could go too much, too little, too, or norepinephrine too much, too little. Now, if I took Zoloft, would that just make me that much happier? I don't know. I'll take a bunch. We'll see. I yeah. Try it. I mean, like, why wouldn't I want to just be a little happier? Happier. Everyone would, right? Yeah. Like, uh, like, I started thinking, like, maybe I'll just get on, like, some fucking up, like. Yeah. Like, because I'm my. Well, uh, side effects, but yeah. Yeah, there but there's too many twists and turns in, a, in, a, in an average day to just, you know, to be like, oh, I'll take these pills and that, that the happiness will, you know, it's just like me and my marijuana. If I'm high and I get shitty news, it's not the news isn't easier to take, yeah. <laughs> you know, just because I'm high, <laughs> yeah. you know, I might be able, maybe get over it a little easier. But it's cer- certainly when you first hear it, it's just like it's still bad news. Yeah. Wait, and when did you start getting high? You're, I was a late bloomer. I didn't really start till I was like twenty eight. So, but you know, you're, you're, you've always been someone that's kind of fascinating to me. It started with like Louis C.K.'s first like thirty minute thing he did for HBO or something uh-huh. or, or something like that, and you were one of the people he thanked. Really? Is that accurate? I don't know if it was one of the first ones, but it was one of his specials. Uh, I just. I saw him perform somewhere when he was ramping up for it, and I said to him afterwards, I gave him a suggestion for a callback. I don't even uh, – all I know is it's something. it was something about a bag of dicks. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and then he started using it, and then he thanked me in the credits of the special, you yes. know, along with other people I assume Correct. helped him in some way. Yeah. yeah, I yeah. thought that was extremely generous. But it's one of those things that I, – and I, was, I wasn't friends with you at the time. You were one of those people that I always thought you were in like a, a clique that 
never really existed. Like oh, I yeah. thought, like I thought you were. With, no, uh, I just was, I'm just friends with comedians. <laughs> I know, but like at the time, like <laughs> I thought, I thought, thought, I thought, thought it, there was too. this Doug Benson yeah. click, and he, you were just friends with other people that I wasn't friends with. That's ultimately what it was. And so, like, I'd see with the improv. I remember one time seeing you and Grandma Wood at the improv, and I waved hi, and you both waved hi, and I was like, I should go over and talk or say hi. And then I was like, I think Doug's the kind of person that feels he already just said hi. So I think we're good. That's why part of why I'm a comedian is just hanging out with other comedians. Yeah, it's a blast. Yeah. yeah, I love it. And I there's only there's hardly any that I have a beef with. And some of the ones that I I think there should be a, a like a permanent beef. I think that they've gotten over it from their side. And I yeah. just you know uh, maybe I cling to things more, or I, or maybe I maybe it was less of a thing to them than it was to me. Yeah, you know. But uh, that's the thing is I've always – Yeah, comics are fun. I kind of – you know, I run in a quote-unquote – I tended to run in an alternative circle sort of. But you're not of, an comedy Because group. not really, no. But I started here in L.A., met a lot of San Francisco comics, and when they all came down and and also from other places, like David Cross came from the East Coast and, and uh, um, you know, like uh, – Proops and Greg Barrett and just all all my friends in San Francisco, they all moved down yeah, here. Greg Barrett got lumped in with the alt comics, and I was always like, he ain't an alt comic. Not really. No. All of them, so we, we, yeah, we just had like this group of friends. It was like kind of San Francisco, L.A. thing that was going on. And then uh, Largo in L.A., there was a very popular show every Monday night. I went to a Largo That show. we all did. I and went to a Largo show that um, Colin Hay, Colin yeah, Hay yeah. played at. For Men at Work, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And uh, – Oh wow! And they the they had a lineup before it was comics before them, and it was all it was fucking amazing. Yeah, it was really amazing comedy. Like and the Scalar Brothers and the Scalar Brothers are not alternative by any stretch of the means. I w- I wouldn't venture to say. I think they're they would say that. Really? I think so. Oh, I always saw them as just. It's a, funny. It's a scene that I've never been you know never turned my back on or been proud of. It's just more like oh that's just what they named all of us that. Might w- might walk out there with uh you know notes or something or uh, define exactly yeah it's really, it really weird is. it was really weird it was more just like you know we all you know it was almost like the lady that was booking the the Largo show at the time it was sort of reflected her taste oh, yeah it was just just what she would be into yeah Lisa Line Gang who's now a TV executive in New York but she would book the shows every Monday night and but she it would also be all of her friends so we'd all be friends with each other you know the it was also kind of a Mr. Show thing that kind of happened that people oh, might yeah. have been felt excluded from with Paul F. Tompkins and Scott Ackerman and Marilyn Mar- Rice Cub and Mr. Show. Huh? Scott Ackerman was on Mr. Show. Right? Mm-hmm. He wrote really? on it for several years and Does then he was own UCB. No, no. that's that's it. the Upright Citizens Brigade. The the four people that the troop Amy, that, Poehler, Amy Matt Besser, Ian Roberts, and and Matt Walsh. Did you hear about Kurt Metzger starting up that stuff with them? What about? Oh, it was Kurt Metzger. I yeah. knew some comic said to them, Kurt, Kurt is kind of like, hey, if somebody performs in your theater, you should pay them, even if it's just a little bit. Yeah, I, didn't know. I didn't realize he had started. It. I heard about the to do. I didn't know who started it. I just got like an email from Matt going, hey, I want you to know that this is our philosophy, and you know, and we're we're and and blah blah blah. Wait, and Metzger it's like started this because uh-huh. he went there. He's like, wait, it's packed, and they're all paying a five dollar cover charge, and I won't. You don't want to pay me for subway fees? Why? What do you mean? And they're like, well, you know, it's. 
It's tough to pay for everything. You, like you have could, three locations. What are yeah, you talking about? Yeah, You're barely getting by. Right. But that's, that's his argument. But the, there's the rent on all the places and also in New York especially, but also out here in L.A. You have to pay out your nose for all these different fucking permits to even yeah, ha- doing, have a – to open up a second place in New York. To, to, try to, keep, to try to keep it going. To try to keep it all going. <gasps> like it's – they've put a lot of their own money into it. Oh, really? Besser has. And it's more of a place for, and that's what I've used it for. That's what the classes are. Is is a place for me to Wait, they have classes. Classes. Yeah, they have classes and stuff too. Yeah. For, to teach how to do stand-up? But that doesn't no. pay for everything. Uh, improv and stuff. Matt has a, a a podcast called Improv for Humans, and there's an episode that's him and Ian uh, discussing the philosophy of the place and how it all works. And just very exasperated because of what Metzger stirred up, because mm-hmm. uh, you know for years I guess no one had complained. And because I love it, because I it's always been a place for me in New York and L.A. Yeah. to just say, hey, can I put on a show? And they say, OK, and they competently handle everything. And I just have to show up. And they also get great. Oh, cool. They also get great crowds of kids. But a lot of their shows are free to get into. Doug Loves Movies has been free the entire time I've been doing it there. Doug Loves Movies and they have a staff. They have a staff that's out. working. What? That was sold out. Yeah, the, you do, when you do well, Doug, the one out here only seats 115 people. That was, that, I, we, we did one together. The yeah. two of us. That yeah. was the one where was that the one where I was the most ignorant man alive. Brody, or is that is Brody on that too? Oh, Brody was a different one. Yeah, Brody's where we started off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brody. You've done it twice. I've done it twice. And on one of them, the one with you and 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 Ari and a third person, Brody. And then I did was it Brody? Whoever it was, who, the one with the two of you and that third person, like was all Death Squad guys. Yeah. Um. But it wasn't Sam Tripoli, was it? It was no. Brody. It was Brody. Brody yeah. Okay, that episode uh, got the highest on the on the individual episode rankings on iTunes of any any episodes of Douglas movies. Wow. Really? Yeah. At that time, I think some may have. Uh, there's been some special ones like yeah, I do. So with Sarah I, Silver and Barack Obama. No, I do. I did it by two thousand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The Barack Obama is the important one there. I mean, Sarah's great and all, but she <laughs> she does plenty of podcasts. It was. I think it was just the Death Squad people just really yeah. glommed onto that one episode, and they they're not necessarily regular listeners to Douglas movies. But then they subscribe, right? Or maybe we've got some since then. Yeah, it's, but a bunch stayed. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. Like, oh, what is this thing? I'm the sure. one I did with Amy Schumer, I kept saying massively inaccurate facts that were bl- like like it started with uh, she said a joke about Princess Leia, that lady, Fairy yeah. Kisher, Carrie Fisher, <laughs> Carrie, Fairy, Fairy who just had like a mental breakdown on a cruise line and is hospitalized. Are you serious? Like, yeah, she she like. She was supposed to perform on some cruise, and I guess her performance was just like this incoherent. It can fucking performing on a cruise. I do it for my buddy Cowhead's cruise. I used to. I haven't done it in a while. But yeah. those performing on a cruises gives me anxiety because I got to hang out with those people all week, mm-hmm. and then they know me intimately. And then when I go up and do stand up, if I feel like I'm getting too much into a bit, I feel like they sniff it out. Like because like, they know they've heard you talk normal. I did. We did. St- we did uh, stand up on. We did an episode on Carnival Cruise for Trip Flip, and the one of the, the guy's goal in life, one of his, you know, we cater the trip for the people. So whatever they want to do, we do. The guy wants to be a comedian. He's done some open mics in Austin. So I go, fuck it. Well, there's a comedy club. There's a show. I go, then we set it all up. And they're like, yeah, you can be as dirty as you want to be. And I'm like, are we sure about that? Because mm-hmm. the rumor's always been no. And they're like, no, because this is a cruise this is a cruise stand-up show. It's not ours. It's not like one we're putting together. It's the cruise's stand-up show with the cruise's people. And I was like, you're certain 
This guy Butch was like, was like, he was like, you can do as dirty. I go, listen, when I say dirty, like I need to know that you. And he goes, as dirty as you want to be. I go to the pre meeting and I ask the guy, the guy who's the comic. I go, so we can be as dirty as we want to be. And the guy goes, yeah. I mean, you can't say like f bombs and stuff. And what? I was like, I go, that's fucking dirty. Like just that's for the record. Not even. And I go, can I talk? And now we're in a meeting. Yeah, fuck doesn't even mean fucking sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> it's been fun. And so I go, I go, can I talk about eating pussy? And now this is a meeting with like all the reps, all the execs, and they're like, Well, yeah, but you just can't use those words. I go, guys, that's what I meant when I said fucking dirty. I said dirty yeah. is dirty in my opinion. This it's- isn't the jerking off episode of Seinfeld where they never yeah. say the words and they spend <laughs> they spent weeks trying to come up with euphemisms that oh, would make yeah. sense. Yeah. That's right. It's my goddamn act where I want to talk about eating pussy. Yeah, and so, and so <laughs> I don't have to say master of my own domain and shit like that because I'm in a goddamn comedy club. I'm kissing her heart from the outside. Huh? So I so I go I go fuck it. You we're too close to doing it. We've already scheduled it. Everyone knows that we're going to be doing it. And I go I go guys. You told me dirty. I'm going to go and do my act. And I went up. And now, mind you, I'm hosting. Okay, Whoa. like I'm also hosting. Which so you got to like you can't just talk about like so you got to ease into it. I go do a couple jokes. I do like something about my kids, something light. Then I do this joke of, that I've been telling that's been doing really well about my wife farting during oral sex, and and it's and it fucking it's it's a killing. It's the bits of rock fucking, the boat. It fucking destroys. And I'm thinking in the back. Then I bring up my guy and the, all the black people haze him. Like they, there's a lot of black people because there's a black comic. All the black people start booing him. They're like, boo. It's a lot of black people in the room. Boo. Booing the black guy? No, booing, booing my contestant. My triplet dude. My who triplet is, guy. Who is white? Who's white. But he's also very young. But why didn't they boo you? Because I killed. Because he's a good comic. Immediately you killed enough to keep- I killed so quickly. I, I killed so quickly. Professional comedian. This guy's yeah, just I'm a, Yeah, I'm a real comedian. But yeah. booing uh, somebody that seems like they're like having a... Well, I went up. They're I, a little I, scared. I ripped it for <laughs> I ripped it for like 15 minutes. Uh-huh. And then like, like I go, all right, guys. So this is you know what I do on the show. This is my person. Bring, I'm going to bring him up on stage. Give him a round of applause. And he goes up and he's trying to... He's definitely new. And he's trying to figure out... He opens with a new joke, doesn't work. And then... And the black people are like, mm, you can hear him like groaning, like, mm-hmm. and then then it cuts to like a longer, really smart joke, but not funny. Like it's smart, but it's better. It would probably kill in UCB because everyone would get it, but no one's getting the reference. It just is lost on and the on the room. And then you hear the, Woo! so then what is that? It's the fucking siren. Get the fuck off. They, oh. Sandman's coming to pull you off. With they, a have a they have a siren? No, no. no that's just, <laughs> it's just black, black people going. Whoa! They're making a siren with their it's mouths. Fucking yes. Wow. And so I, I have to go back oh. on stage and I'm with the comic whose room this is. And he's like, can you do like a little time? And the guy got a few laughs. He got a couple laughs. He did. He did well enough to get for, for that room. He did really well, in my opinion. But. Black people weren't having it, and they were sitting all up front, and the like, white people were in the back. So I get up on stage, and I see the guy who's been heckling him, and he's wearing an all-white outfit, head-to-toe white, black dude, real black dude. And, he, and I go, man. Real black. I go, he's, like, dark. He's dark. Iberia. <laughs> and I go, man. I go, that's uh, I go, that's real cool. Way to boom. And the guy goes, hey, man, you got to call like it is. I go, that coming from the human Sharpie. And he, uh-huh. and the fucking black people lose their fucking mind. I go stand up, so he stands up. And uh-huh. He looks just like a fucking sharpie, and fucking win the, the black, black people the back black over. Coming out. Yeah, get off stage, and I go to the back where all the execs are, and they're like, you can see their eyes are just lit up, like, like, 
I go, I didn't offend anyone, did I? And they're like, no, no, it's just, uh, we've just never seen it done that way. <laughs> I was like, that's what fucking, I would love, I, I told them, I said, because Carnival has great, I go, why not just let fucking national Real headlines. comics? Well, the, the guy that I worked with was really funny, and they're making fucking good money. Like, th- that's what he was saying. He's like, it's better in the clubs. I got a few friends that, like, do a lot of boats. And- why don't they just, I mean, at this point, who's taking cruises? 35-year-olds? 40-year-olds? They, they want to see yeah. Norton. Yeah, no, no, that's no, that's the thing. Is cruises are all old people and kids. Oh, oh really? It's mm-hmm. a, there. There are a lot of old people. There are a lot of old people. That's why this whole rock boat thing has been such a great thing because for the non because the, because non. also there's not a lot of that stupid like most cruise ships. The entire day you have to listen to uh, steel cruise. drums playing hot 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 or whatever. Well, yeah. It's set up. Here's the thing. Uh, a Gloria lot, Estefan music all day long. There's great health uh, care on that. cruise ships. So a lot of old people who don't have the money or don't have health insurance. Just this is where they live. They live on cruises. They cruise. Wait, what? Yep, that's Wait, what they're talking cruisers. about. Cruisers. What? They're cruisers. They old go people just cruise. go around they on cruises. Money, so they take to cruise, cruise vacations. Well, it's all like time? it's like acquiring airline miles. You get miles, and then you take free cruises, and then basically you're cruising, and you got a little apartment. But the health care on these cruises, fucking spectacular. It's first class. So these guys go in. They're like blood pressure, fucking check. Get. I mean, they're they're there, and they're. Basically kept healthy, and they eat for free. I mean, you think it costs a living for a oh, cruise for these two for an old couple? Yeah, as long as you don't drink, you can. You, once you've paid for the cruise, you're not. You don't have to pay for anything else. Nothing. And then maybe you do a little uh, slots, and you enjoy that, and you're retiring. It's your retirement plan. You're just L- going to cruise it out so you're done. They're, they're called cruisers, yeah. But you know, but also, I'm uh, just saying that like the, it tends to be a family environment. It tends to be yes. bring the kids because you get you can get a whole family into a cabin for you get the cabin at a cheaper rate based on how. how how many occupants there are? Oh, right. You know, like it's six hundred dollars a head normally, but if you bring the sure kids, it's four or fifty a head or whatever. And, and, and uh, they've, got, they've got things planned all fucking day yeah. Long. They like no, on a normal cruise, you'll hear like bing bong in your room at like fucking seven in the morning or eight in the morning. Boo. Somebody going. Yeah. Today we're gonna have ping pong on the Lido deck, and they tell you all this shit that's going on and stuff. And like on the rock cruises, I just leave a note under your door. <laughs> well, they also <laughs> they also have a daily newsletter telling you everything that's going on, <laughs> the fun times. But they, uh, but they, um, they also have like I was saying, steel drums. They, the, the bands and the entertainment on the cruise ships, like they'll have like a song and dance show that's just a bunch of kids fresh out of. Uh, lib- you know, arts uh, school, yeah. song and dance school will come and put on a little show. It's all very. They'll do like it's they'll do cheesy like game show wow. in the big room. They'll yeah, do that, there's lots of bingo. They'll do shopping. The best is they do shopping. Oh yeah, and come they, and it's like, look at stuff that you want to buy. QVC and like mm-hmm. they've got live QVC. QVC and they're like guys. We and and during the QVC they'll show you the product, then they'll raffle the product off to someone in the thing. So people go because they go fuck. Maybe I'll get a bunch of free shit. Cruising's I actually, but most of this stuff. I'm what I'm advocating is go on a rock cruise because most of this stuff doesn't happen. Most people don't bring their kids, and and most people don't bring their grandparents. Like Uh, rock cruises are really, really fun. Even if you don't love the bands. Well, I did the Weezer one. They're going to do another cool. one of those. Oh, that would be cool. funny shit. Yeah. Weezer. They're playing Blues Fest this year in Ottawa. I'm trying to get in just to go see them. Oh, yeah. Well, the Weezer cruise, I think, is in January of 2014. Really? And Yeah, I'd like to go on that one again. Oh, yeah. And then uh, I don't know when the next 311 one's going to be. But, like, a lot of big bands have them. Kiss, Kid Rock. <laughs> they have, like, annual Why don't we do a comedy? Cruises. Why don't we do a comedy 
They're doing one comedy festival cruise. They're doing yeah. one yeah. At, in uh, in September. Who with uh, I forget which cruise line is, but it's called the Atlantic Comedy Festival, and what? it's they got Bamford and about uh, ten other comics. But I heard that uh, you know I heard that the comics are doing it mostly for a free cruise. Like there's no. They don't really. They're not paying a lot, so uh, which which is a great reason to to go on one of these things. A free cruise is a free cruise, but um, you know, find one where you're going to really really get paid. But but mounting your own, like maybe all the Death Squad comics could get away with it. They should do a Death Squad cruise. If we could get Joey in, could you do anything? I could see Joey going, "Great idea," or "What? What? Grow the fuck up." Well, I already know. I already know Joe. I already know Joe Rogan. When he saw that boat flip over in Italy, he's like, "Why the fuck were people even on that boat?" <laughs> like he doesn't understand it at all. Why time. would people be on that goddamn boat? We're not supposed to swim. That's why we don't have fins. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but if we could talk Joey into it, get Wait, a couple other. How would it be walking around all day long and stuff? If, if it's, it's a you have to be you be have to be time. friends really? with all of them. That's fine. I, like when we did, the, you have to hang out with them. When we did the Cowhead cruise, you just—it's like a lot of people are kind of wrapped up in their own cruise as well. Like they're on vacation. Also. Yeah, but they—I mean, it would be exhausting for Joey it's, Diaz. The the three eleven yeah. cruise that I did, and the Weezer cruise, and uh, it would be the awesome. Drunks, the drunk people that would be like, y'all be sitting talking. They'd be like, come up to your table. Can we sit with you? Like what? Oh, no, well, you can't you're... sit with you. Tables are assigned. Oh really? Well, no, you can't well, that, that's that's. It's different from ship to ship. The bottom line is, <laughs> the bottom line is, you're yeah. with the fucking people. You can hide in your cabin. Yeah. You could have the cruise line put you in a part of the boat where they don't have access to. Like three eleven has a private area to eat and drink and stuff, uh, yeah. where the fans can't get to. But if they want to go anywhere else on the boat, uh, the people will just mob them. You could totally. But I'm just the comic on the three eleven cruise, so I can go places. And what people will do is offer me weed and alcohol. I thought you can't bring those on the. the oh, not alcohol, a lot of people bring. A lot dude, of people bring pot, what do you? Where? Where in the world do you think pot smokers Big, don't smoke pot? Big J <laughs> said he went on um, the. Rock, I think it was Rock Cruise or. Rocktober, maybe it's for, and he got in trouble. No, but they had specific guidelines like do not bring well, they, weed on. They well, yeah, that's that. where it's that's how the yeah. world works. They you're not supposed to have airlines weed. and with you're countries. not supposed to have weed in public, <laughs> even in places where it's legal. Oh yeah, even in Amsterdam, you're supposed to stay in the fucking places where it's been designated as a place anyway, to smoke. Because that's what everyone does. Wait, in Amsterdam, you smoke. You yeah. go in the coffee shop and smoke. It's the one place where you go inside to smoke. You don't have to step outside. Have you ever been to Amsterdam? No. Oh fuck! It's so great. Really? Oh my god! It's so great. I love Amsterdam. All the women are gorgeous. They're all riding bikes. Everyone nice. in great shape. Well, yeah, you got to go though. In the, in the winter, it's pretty pretty bleak. <laughs> They have the cannabis cup in the winter time, so the only time I've ever been is in the winter, oh. and I loved it because you know, like I said, you, you you're sitting in a coffee shop. That's what they call them if it means you can smoke there, but it's they serve food and stuff. So like, like you're really saying, good milk I've been, I've been in a coffee shop at nine in the morning eating pancakes while smoking a joint in the restaurant. An ashtray right there. Yeah, and wow. a cocktail or a beer or something. Like wow. it's really fun. And there, I, I don't know what I don't. I'm not obviously I'm not the uh, don't have a license for here, so I don't know what these shops are like here. But over there. I mean, I did a segment for sh- the Showtime, the live in Am- from Amsterdam, and we went in to go tape in one of these things. They had a selection of marijuana that would blow your mind. Like, I, not maybe not yours, but like, I was so shocked. And I remember yeah. telling him, like, like how many different strains? What were we talking about? Uh, 
literally he had a catalog and then they had their (laughs) whole their whole desk the whole counter was different um like little buds little nuggets of what everything was and it was like and it was like he's like this one's the one little wayne smokes when he comes in town this one's the one i was like i'm looking for the one that will smith smokes like (laughs) but but uh but yeah it was because you're funny yeah i love how they make that like this is what little wayne smokes meanwhile little wayne just went in like uh i don't know give me one of those yeah i'll drink some scissor i want to get high i would love to go we should do a cruise to amsterdam on the princess elizabeth yeah all right let's make some calls is there a way it could be not a death squad cruise but just death squad be the entertainment on like the comedy entertainment of a once it's once it's all of us then the death squad people are going to want to come do you do are you scared by their intensity? Yeah, I'm a little scared by their intensity. I, I'm a, I'm an introvert, so I like watching people instead of I'm not like Bert. Oh, I'm an extrovert. No, I, I would know. love the Death Squad cruise because I would not pay for one fucking drink. I would I would have a blast. I would genuinely enjoy it. And at one point, you'd be like, I think Bert might be part of them. Like <laughs> like I would yeah crossed over. Oh yeah, I I definitely I have that problem. Like when they come to my shows and then. Like, I have a problem with intimacy. So, like, anyone – I remember the first time I ever got a fan letter, it was this girl who was, like, a beauty queen. And I think she had been in, like, a car accident or something. And it was right after Last Comic Standing. She wrote me this thing about how I was so funny. I'm such a great guy. And then I replied back. I don't know what I said back to her. But I know her next message was, like, please don't contact me again. Really? (laughs) Yeah, because I I was, like, I don't know where to stop typing. Uh, like I sp- sent an, an email to my agency. I had a meeting with them, and I really liked the way they talked to me yesterday. And I typed out an email. And my wife's like, "Let me see that." And then she deleted half of it. She's like, "Send that." You can sound creepy oh, yeah. for the it's rest of it. Yeah, and it's I I get like text anxiety. That's always the interesting thing. Like the, you can you can the people that produce by Douglas Movies podcast the website. If somebody just clicks on contact, they can write to us, and those guys get it, and then they decide what to forward to me, and they forward most things that are like specifically about me, like questions uh-huh. they can't answer. And uh, but when they forward me stuff, sometimes when I open it up, I just like my head just drops like. Did someone really just send me two thousand words? Yeah, yeah. you know, like, like, why not just a sentence or two? Just test the waters instead of telling me your life story. (laughs) Before I start, I'd just like to say I'm not the type of person who does this, 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 and you know, and I've always thought it's like, uh, scan, scan, I'm out. It's that's me. Yeah, like I, I was writing a text back to you today, and I had already gotten into character on the text. I don't know if you noticed that. Got into character. I got into character. Yeah. Uh, I don't 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 read the text. But what does that mean? In Pulp Fiction, it means you're about to murder someone. As a joke, like <laughs> like like sometimes Ari will text me like, "Hey, you want to come over and I'll suck your cock" or something like that, like a joke. And so sure. I'll reply back and say, "I'm gonna try to kiss you." I ain't gonna try it's to a kiss joke you. until you say yes. I, I, ye, I ain't yeah, trying to kiss ye. And then, but I had gotten so into character in this thing that I started writing so much more. I was like, "Fuck, erase half. Just say yes, okay? Come over, please." If you can't still see their texts when you continue writing, then you've written too much. You should still be able to see the text. Oh, it's long oh, texts are really, I, really I, ridiculous. I yeah. so badly, I so badly wanted to. Uh, I, I don't know. You could. Uh, I'll let it out if I don't want to. So, <laughs> but I so badly when uh, I got that email from Marin today, I so badly oh, wanted yeah. to reply like I didn't know other people were CC'd on it because it was pretending it was, like you didn't know. Them yeah, 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 yeah. Like, like going. Wait, he blind copied the other people. No, no, I saw what? them all there. Yeah, I saw them all there. <laughs> I saw them all there. Oh, that's another one of my pet peeves when somebody doesn't sends it to a million people and doesn't blind copy. So they give out your email address to everybody. 
and not just and not like any of those individuals are going to take advantage of it, but it just gets so, one of those people is fucking a, a spam thing or something. Uh, I'm the lowest, on and the so that's pole. just another thing that's just going to send more junk to my uh-huh. to my private email address because they just get everything. Like, I'm the lowest on that totem pole, and be quite honest with you, yeah. before I realized I might get sued, I was extremely proud that I got included on that list. <laughs> I was like, because I'm di- I'm clearly everyone else is names. like real podcasts, and I was like, I was like, oh, me too. It's because Marin's doing this podcast, I'm sure. This is a real podcast. This is a real podcast. This is 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 really happening. Well, so? Yeah. You should. Yeah. (laughs) You just started, that's all. How many episodes in are you? Uh, This will be 13. Yeah, you'll get by oh. tomorrow. You'll start getting. But I look at like Segura hit number hundred. How many Doug Love yeah. movies have you done? I don't even know. Really? It's been six years of him. Almost, almost doing at least one a week for six years. Do you what? Have... Wow. <laughs> yeah. You started. This, you don't number. You started Doug Love movies six years ago. Uh huh. What came first, Benson? Is a Benson interruption a podcast or just a show? It's it's a podcast, but it's just it was a TV show for six episodes, and then that was a good TV show, by the way. I'm oh, thanks. Pissed it got canceled. Yeah, it was, they didn't really. They weren't ever into it. Eric Abrams said it was the easiest show he had ever had to work on because he, <laughs> he had to like do the booking. He's like, so what do I do? And Doug's like, um, you when I call my friends and tell them I want them to do the show, you write down their names. <laughs> He's like, all right, all right, cool, I can do. I that. can do that. Done, yeah. done, and done, son. I, I, we still had Comedy Central had their own list, so we had to, but they had to sync up. So there was a few people I couldn't get on that I wanted to. And, and who, who, would, who did you want? They won because you got Sarah. I don't want to name names, Nick. but. Nick who? Swartzen? Swartzen was on. Yeah, those guys. No, Sarah didn't do it. She didn't Some do it. comics didn't want to do it because it really is kind of an obnoxious thing for me to say. Come and let me fuck with you while you're trying to, to tell some jokes. All and right. then we get to decide what we're going to put on TV and you don't. Yeah. Um, you know? I wanted to do that. I wanted to. You texted me the other day about doing. Uh, maybe it was the Benson interruption. The, the, now it's a podcast. But yeah. I only, I've only done 20 of them in a couple of years. I do it once every couple of months. It's Ari's done it. Uh-huh. It's uh, that scares me too. It's all friends. Fine. It's all uh-huh. friends, and it's all just us fucking with each other. Yeah. And then it's uh, you know, two bucks to buy on on. Uh, iTunes. The funny thing is, Next. Not, it's no longer like start doing your material and then I'll interrupt you. No, now because I don't yeah, want fuck around. Well, because I don't want people to to burn their material on a podcast. All right. <laughs> I want to. I want to do. You know, so it's more it. like just come out and just you know goof off. I want to tell the machine story and have you do the Benson interruption for that. Oh, that'd be great. Oh, yeah. Like because I because I've told it in rote practically f- probably four hundred times this last year. Yeah. And so I would love. to – I'm like. Before I tape it, because I'm going to do an hour special, I'm going to put it on there. But before I do it, I wanted, I was, last time I was telling, I was out of college, and I was like, I would love Doug to stop me in this, make me stop in this story. Ask questions. Either ask questions or make a joke better or do whatever he does uh-huh. during the Vince interruption. I was like, I totally want to tell a machine story. Yeah, that's a good idea. But uh, that That'd was be one. fun. Yeah. Probably hey, take, how long does that story yeah. take without somebody interrupting you? 10 minutes, 12 minutes. 11, 12, yeah. yeah, so that's going to be tough. How long is it? How long is it? How long did the Benson? Run? I mean, each comic gets about that much time, and and that's you know, and that's uh, well, I'm sure time. your story is pretty uh, packed with punchlines. So um, no, me sitting, no, 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 I'll tell me I, sitting I, there jumping in. But stories are good. Stories. If somebody came on and like, it's just no one's doing like the old or new bits because if it's a bit that you've written, you want to get that. That's not the place that to do it. You know, but I, if it's a story I, like that where you've already told it. So it'd be interesting. People who haven't heard it will be hearing it for the first time, but people who have heard it will be hearing it with this new spin yeah. of a guy sitting there saying shit to you while you're trying to tell it. I could, I could tell it. I think I could tell it in probably less than twelve minutes if you were interrupting, because I would leave out parts and jump to the next part. 
Well, I I, I admire your ability to do that because a lot of a lot of people I know when they have a a routine they don't really. Uh, oh no! I don't yeah, this part that you're like this isn't necessary. If I'm like low on time, if I see the light come on a little earlier and a bit, oh, yeah, I'll like, just okay, I yeah that yeah I'll do that. I'll drop part. parts out. But I've seen comedians all the time. Comedians all the time they go over by a few minutes so because they can't just, edit as they go. Oh, that's so fucking so exhausting annoying. when you go. Clearly, so a guy did a little crowd work, a little extra crowd work, and now he's three minutes over. He's still got to do the bit. He's still got to do his closer, and his closer is like starts with this. My name's Steve Byrne. Yeah, huh? back in the day when I was MC- <laughs> when I was MC- when I was MCing, I'd be watching a comic in the back, and they'd do like ten minutes of crowd work, and I'd go, "I'm going to be here ten minutes longer because yep. this fucker is not going to cut shit from his act after doing his crowd work part when he could have just in his head gone, oh, "Okay, I'll do one less of my ten minute bits." I've never had a closer. I've never had like a closer, like something I close with every show. I just close with machine. No, I, I can't close on that story. But I'm just saying, jump to the closer if yeah, you're no, going. If you're, if you're going when over. I see the light. I go. All right, this looks like it's my last joke. Like, not oh, that's yeah. that's uh, anyone that's seen my act knows that's a complete and total lie. I do fucking an hour and a half these days. But, yeah. but like I, but when I go, all right, that's it. I got to get off stage. It's a I long lineup like, too. When it's like oh, you, some other people. Oh, I don't do sets like that anymore. I mean, I've been really? done a set in the city and fucking forever. I feel like why. Because uh, so I because I'm only home two days a week. Oh, I'm yeah. gone for, like I leave on Sunday for a month, and then I come home for like two days, and then I go yeah, back out to it. New York. And it's like when I'm home, I just spend time with the kids, and then I do sets on the road. And okay. I'm the same way. When I'm here, I just spend time with Bert's kids. <laughs> <laughs> They're so cute. I was dying. Oh, I kind of wanted them to be here when you got here because it's interesting seeing comics interact with my kids. Oh, I'm I'm great with kids, as it turns out. Brent. You saw how I was with your dogs. <laughs> he smokes so much pot sometimes his his mind gets down to their level. No, wait. Do yeah. You, do you do, did bad. you did you have any like sometimes like uh I'll tell I won't realize I do it, but I'll tell a story about a guy in my head before I like like the perfect example, Bobcat Goldthwaite. I was yeah. dying. Like I had I had was going to work with him one weekend, and then I started doing this story in my head of him, of like I didn't know about him, but I start thinking, imagining what it's going to be like to hang out with him. Oh, uh-huh. it's going to be weird. I wonder if we're going to get along. And then I'd imagine that he had like an old, like '57 Chevy. I was like, "Ooh, what kind of car does he drive?" Like in my head. Then I saw he, at the time he had a Mercedes, and I went, "God, your mind, man." I was like, "He, I was like, he doesn't <laughs> nonstop." Do you, you I don't never do imagine what car somebody's going to show up in. Are you serious? <laughs> never. I, like so, you have like a whole plots of like what's going to go down this no, week. Like yeah, them? like or no, I just imagine like I like I was like like I was imagining like I I've wondered this a number of times. I was like, I wonder where Doug lives. Like I wonder if he has a house, if he lives in an apartment. He's a single guy. He makes a lot of money. Is he in, like I wonder that like and then I go, well, I wonder what kind of car he's driving. Like I wonder. I want like you just like all the. Well, kind if of, you like, want to see where I live, all you got to do is look in your daughter's treehouse, because <laughs> that's where I've been holed up for a while now, just chasing that fucking squirrel away. <laughs> you and the homeless guy in the backyard that sings night moves. <laughs> I don't know why Coco. I'm glad he didn't see me in there because he would have <laughs> thought I was an intruder. No, um, he ate the shit out of that orange and left the peel. Yeah, I saw him peel it, but he ate the whole thing out and they, left. They the clean. They clean the inside of the oranges. Wugga. out. Yeah, isn't yeah, that fucking crazy. The outside's not meant to be eaten by anybody. Yeah. My wife fights him for the figs on the fig tree. Ari's going to go play with the squirrel. Um, but yeah, I I, I kind of get what you're saying, but I'm more like I'm more like oh, I'm working with somebody. I wonder, you know, how if we're going to get along or not. Yeah. Maybe think about like in the case of Bobcat, probably the first time I met him, I might have 
had a question about something that he had done or something like some sort of yeah. little conversation starter or whatever. But uh, yeah, it's um, I think you you, you think about stuff. Like I saw a video where Todd Glass threw a party at his house. Uh, yeah. I guess it was a documentary. It was a video he made about a party he had, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Damn it, that isn't what I thought his house would be like at all." <laughs> like it's the like it was like my sister and I when we were kids, we'd go to drop off. Like our friends, and yeah. we'd always be in the back. Like, mom, can we get inside their house? Because we wanted to see what their inside of their house looked like. It was like fascinating. It's like almost looking in, like getting to see a part of a person. Dude, one time, so we had this next door neighbor, the Gorlins, and um, we each had each other's keys. There were these religious Jews next to us, and they went on vacation one week. <laughs> and I was like, I'm gonna go voyeur a little bit. <laughs> so I took the keys and I just, I just rummaged through their house. It's. I, I just walked around and looked at stuff. That's why I had all that maids in my room. Weird. Because I would fucking go through people's shit. Through, yeah. I would definitely go through people's shit. I'd be yeah. like, oh, I wonder what they got. So glad you're not a maid. Not to steal would, anything. Not to steal. Just out of curiosity. Like if there's like a packed bag in the corner, you'd look through it? I'd be like, what do you pack? Do you put it all orderly or do you... Yeah, do you just throw shit in? Especially if it was a like like not that I'm definitely not a celebrity, but like like if they oh, yeah. it, but you no but I'm but I, no but I'm a travel guy, so if they're a maid, maybe they're like I don't know, fucking trying to stretch the two together. But like if they recognized me, I'd be like, oh, when I clean his room, I want to, I just want to see like, does he wear underwear? Like what? How dirty is he? Like yeah. just, I'd be fucking fascinated. Yeah, yeah, what's, I don't know. Like t- like Todd Glass maybe. did not lit did not. This, I've talked about Todd Glass twice. By the way, I'm not talking shit about Todd Glass. I think Todd Glass is very funny. But I'm saying that his house for did a not, piece of shit for a piece of shit. But yeah. his house didn't isn't what I thought it would be. Because one time I saw him, he's got a nice house. I think right. He, yeah, yeah. It's well appointed. He's got a back. It was a, it was a clue that he was gay. We should have all known years ago. Nice things. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I saw and, and I saw him one time driving a Range Rover. We were going into audition and he was passing me and he waved and I was like, Woo! Todd Glass was a Range Rover. Just got to reset my whole landscape. I did not know that was what Todd Glass was like. I, his house just got nicer. Yeah. I saw Jeff Ross when I started. I saw him driving a Porsche. Porsche. I saw a white Porsche. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, whoa. I saw him driving possible. a white Porsche with two porn stars in there with him. Really? Uh, I don't know if they're porn stars, but they're girls. But they could have been if they applied I, themselves. In my, in my backstory, I was like, Jeff Ross got two porn stars. He's going to fuck. He used to show up with the hottest girls. Yeah. You're right, two. One on HR, he was just like... Yeah, God, the life you've imagined for me is probably so much better than what I'm actually living. Uh, you know what? I it, My life for you is pretty fucking interesting. <laughs> I think you play... I like think you you're play. like a tell, and you have a dickload of fucking money. And, they, and, you, and, you, and I think that up until recently, you've been living in, like a, in just the same old apartment. And I think finally someone stepped in and was like, Doug, we need to invest that money. You need to buy a house, and you, gotta, you just bought a sick... House kind of like that old Spanish style up in the hills, and now that's what I envision. I envision totally you, not true. I envision really? you, all of it. You plant you inviting friends over all the time, playing that game Celebrity, where you <laughs> uh, write celebrities' names in a hat and then you have to describe them, and it's like that pretty much three four times a day, um, most weeks. Do you care about what kind I of never seats have, you have? I never have anyone over. I don't let anyone see inside really? inside really? my apartment. You a hoarder? Do you live sloppy? I got yeah. I got junk everywhere. I don't clean. Mm-hmm. Like fucking cobwebs on shit. Are you really? afraid of spiders? Nope. Cobwebs are fucking no. terrifying yeah. of spiders. Do you really live like that? Yeah. Yeah. I'd yeah. I mean, my apartment's nice. It's got a nice view. 
It's you know. You live in Hollywood. I got my TV. I got my computer. I'm rare. I'm not home much. Even when I'm in LA, I'm running around doing stuff all the time. So I just don't. Do you have like a? And I like and I'm not into possessions. You know, You're not into possessions. No, I'm into hoarding crap, but I'm yeah, not into no. like if I came home, I even. I'm going to say this on my podcast that I'm uh, the next one I tape before I leave for the cruise. I'm going to give the exact dates I'm going on the cruise, and I'm say, I'm going to say if anyone wants to burglarize my place and get rid of some of that shit that's in there, <laughs> I would be I would be so thrilled because I take but my computer is my most important thing, and yeah. I take that with me when I travel, so I don't even worry about someone breaking in my house. <laughs> I can buy a new TV. But I'm not like that thing. There's that thing on the internet that says how much ev- how much Some everybody's worth. worth. Yeah. Ooh, what and are you? What are you worth? They, they claim I'm worth a million. <gasps> but a that's million like dollars? but that's like my estate. That's like if I died, I'd be worth a million. But, wait, isn't that like in uh, assumed earnings in the future too? Like if we bought Doug Benson, we could make this much money. No, 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 no. No, it it's is, just supposed to be no, what you're worth. worth. It's it what is, you're yeah, worth. It's what you're worth. Bill Burr is six million. Waga. What? According to them, According that's probably them. wrong. What are you worth? Uh, I'm, I'm, my name's on there, but it doesn't have a net worth. It just has my bio, <laughs> which is actually very accurate. I'm probably at zero. Like, wait, what's, how, what's this house worth? Well, I owe money on it. I don't own it. Right, so that's, so then right. You're, I like, that fucking boombox. Yeah, but they don't count that in celebrity net worth. They look at your house and how much you make and what you owe. So, like, I'm, you know, I'm uh, living. I'm like the typical American. I mortgaged a house. I'm taking worth? out a second mortgage to redo the kitchen and bathroom. And so I'm going to... Oh, but I mean, this house is a crude value yeah. uh, since we bought it because we bought it at the bottom of the market and now it's raising. Yeah. But uh, but we're going to leverage that so we can redo it. But they're saying I'm worth a million dollars when own, I have never own? made more than $400,000 in one year. So you how could I be worth That's a million? A lot of money. That is a lot of money. And but you never, never more. 000. Well, you don't spend <laughs> anything on anything. You just have like – you just save all your money? No, I – He supports – Yeah. He supports his mother. This, this came up really? on his podcast. Uh, yeah, yeah. My mother's, uh, you know, my dad passed away, so my mom's just alone or whatever, and she's got a gambling addiction. <laughs> no, <laughs> but she lives down in San Diego, and um, so I, uh, you know, and because of this stupid country we live in, there's she's getting very little support in terms of, uh, you know, housing or, or um, you know, uh, medical. Yeah. You know, so I How just. How old is she? Huh? How old is she? 70-something. Yeah, so I have to pay for. Are you an only child? Pretty much everything. No, I've got an older brother, but he's got a wife and two kids, and you know, a house and all all that shit. I just, you know, I I live, uh, you know, very. Uh, I don't spend a lot of money, and I don't buy a lot of things, but I do. But I do what I want to do. Yeah, I'm you know? your way. I'm the same. Yeah, you do. I don't make as much as you, but it's like, what, what am I going to get? Why? I was in the car with someone. We were driving by your house. I forget who it was. Yeah. Uh, we're driving down. We're driving by your place. I gotta forget who it was, but it was someone, who, one of my friends who listens to the podcast. It's a friend, like a parent friend, and I was like, "Hey, you know Ari?" And they're like, "Yeah." And I go, "That's where he lives, right there." And the second I said that, an ambulance pulled out of your place, and they're like, "Ooh, I wonder if that's Ari." <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you don't. Yeah, but you don't like. I guess too. I was I like that. I was like that when I was when I was thing. single, and then I got married, and then it all got real. Like I never signed up for this. Like I didn't know that this came along with all the marriage and like kid stuff. Oh, that see you're probably too busy imagining what kind of car we all drive <laughs> and instead of imagining what yeah. being married is like. Yeah. The kid's like, I "Play with me." No, walked right into this. Glass. <laughs> I'm thinking about Todd Glass. His, his backyard seemed nice in that Gardner video. I got his back. <laughs> that guy never stops. 
What? Todd Glass is always on. It's, it's, I think, yeah. I saw him. Everything's – er, he just loves doing bits. He loves it. Always never, wants never to do bits. I was wearing a hoodie at this at some like we saw that that the Ben show they showed I had a screening of it the new it's some new sketch show on Comedy Central but I was wearing a hoodie and he gets there late he's like hey do you mind if I leave some trash in, in your hood is that cool and I'm like I don't know how to react to this I don't know how much to joke along but yeah, it's funny. <laughs> I don't, but he loves to do like scenarios and stuff. He'll be like, yeah. "You pretend be to be this, and yeah. I'll pretend to be that." And His podcast is fun to listen to. What ifs? He does it's a lot of what ifs. Completely yeah. different than any podcast I've ever heard. Why? What does he do? Because it's all it's it's like he it it is stream of consciousness sketches. So it's him thinking of something and then taking that to the next level. And then and taking he's got this whole level. crew of guys. He's got a couple really funny comics, but then also just these kind of uh, up and comer yeah. you know guys and stuff and like and lots of. Just lots of, there's lots of. After you've listened to a bunch of them, which I have not, yeah, you you'd have like a whole bunch get, of different references like morning, that you like would get if you keep listening. Zoo. His premium blend was so amazing. <laughs> <laughs> That's a sentence that never been uttered about yeah. anyone. It was he just kept. Tignataro's premium blend was fucking pretty amazing. He just kept having people from the audience say like, "Why doesn't he have a half hour special?" They would hold up signs like, "Give him a half hour special." Oh, Are you serious? serious? I think so. It's a vague memory. And then his half hour special was just people in the audience. He'd have them hold up signs say, "Give him an hour." Like, <laughs> he just keeps. He never tells any jokes. Give just keeps moving up. <laughs> yeah. Give him a. He 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 did one of the funniest things. I went and watched Patrice do his. Uh, recently no, no yeah. <laughs> i love those kind of jokes like when you're like uh, no no i can't i can't fucking you know the todd glass what? podcast is not that much different from yours <laughs> yeah not you at were all. just trying to describe something you could have just said it's like this <laughs> it's somebody gets an idea and then they start talking about it and then uh, you never know where it's gonna go and and people listening are still going but how much does doug benson make <laughs> People. You raise questions that never get answered. But I, t- I said this to – I forget who was fucking over here the other day. Uh, but I said I said what's so crazy now is that I, I, do, I, I do this and I hate that I do this. But I definitely – if I go to someone's house, I definitely Zillow it and find out how much they paid for it. I used to do that. <laughs> I used to do that. Zillow was amazing. Yeah. You just find out their house worth. Like, how much is this house? I'm not going to tell you. The well, fuck I'll up. just find out anyway. The best is when you have a friend – who tells you how much you paid for it, and like, and then it's not. You call them on it? No, I, no, no. Be like, really? Because like, the uh, app says that you paid. I had a friend that at one that. time who used to tell me everything oh, on the internet yeah. is true. By the way, yeah, yeah, everything. I am, well, I am worth a million if dollars. If you Zillow my house, it's, it's like balls aggregate to the point where I forgot how much we paid, and I was like, oh yeah, that's right. But it's that you can't Zillow anymore. You can. Yeah, you can. Oh, why would you say like you used to? Because I, I stopped because it was unhealthy. Although I did it this weekend. I did it this weekend. I did it this weekend when I, I did people say they quit yeah. something. I totally quit except for two days ago. I was in a fight with someone and I was like, fuck her. And then I was like, oh, ugh, I shouldn't even get in that deep to it. But I was like, anyway, I was in a fight with this lady. And then I was still at her house to see how much she paid for it. And if she was upside down on it, because then that would make me feel better oh. if they were upside down on it. Interesting. That'd be fun, like, when you're playing poker against somebody and they win a big pot. To find out what what they're worth, yeah. and then if they're like in debt, you can go like, all right, I don't mind. Giving, or if you think giving my money to that guy, yeah. yeah. I wonder how much this is worth. To you. Like, do you need this pot? Yeah, yeah. Remember, Jer- do you ever play those tournaments that Jerry Buss came down at Hustler? Uh, n- maybe I did. I played in one tournament with Jerry Buss, but I don't think it was at Hustler. <laughs> yeah, he used to come, he used Let's, play a lot of Can we only bring up people that have passed away <laughs> very very recently? <laughs> 
Yeah, but like I always like, when you said I'm, your mom lived in my mom lives in San Diego, and you're obviously getting to a serious point. I wanted so badly to go big Chargers fan. <laughs> she is. I mean, not a big one. Not a, not a big one. Not not De Niro and the Eagles in Silver Linings Playbook big, but but she uh, Chargers games are fun. We should all go down there. You know what Reap wanted to do? Take a party bus down there. Oh, get a party bus here. I'd we should get Reap on the on the comedy cruise. Oh yeah, he'd be fun on those. Things. Yeah, a party bus he's anyway. a blast in a in a controlled environment. Yeah, I do. It's a party. Reap? Have you, do you know Reap at all? No, he's Reap a lot like. You. I mean, I do know Reap. I Reap and Reap. I both got our drink on every day on Last Comic Standing. We'd like when we were on the oh, bus and stuff. You know. We would smuggle. Uh, we'd buy a drink from the bar and then pour it into coffee cups. And take them on the bus and just, you know, sit there drinking all the way to the, wherever they were taking us. Dude, we did a gr- a couple for a trip flip one time who, by the end of the day, they were always fucked up and we couldn't figure out how. Like, we're like, I'm not watching. I'm not. We're not losing contact with them. They do this thing called water bottling where they just Ooh. pour, like, vodka In- into water bottles wow. with, like, Sprite. And then they drink that all day. And then I started doing that with, <laughs> with fucking the kind of water bottles you get at REI. So what are those? The like the nice ones, the nice like they were doing it in like in like water bottles, like like just refilling and Sony bottles. Yeah, uh-huh. this I did it in one of those nice ones that you can clip onto your bag. Oh, so what uh-huh. I do when I go to the airport is I go to the airport. I have like four Jack. This is only if it's an early flight. I have four Jack Daniels, and on my flight to Australia, I did it. Um, I have four Jack Daniels in my bag at all times, just in case. Something goes down where they're not serving alcohol. It's you know Sunday in Boston, and then they'll serve fucking alcohol on Sunday in Boston or whatever. So dumb. Yeah, and so and so I get it. I fill it up with water, and then I have fucking Jack on the rocks, and no, and it's gray, so no one can tell. I did it. I Wait, did, you buy at the at the airport at the airport? Um, I get ice. I just go to the airport. And I go, can I get a cup of ice? Pour it into my water bottle. Pour all the Jacks in there, or or two Jacks probably is what I really use. It out of here. I like to have two for the flight home too. Everywhere in Boston on Sunday? I don't know. It used to be that, like that in yeah. New York. My friends came to visit me. We we're going to go to a Yankee game. And I was like, cool, let me get a six-pack of beer. Three friends. We can have two beers apiece. That would be nice. Like, oh, we can't sell it to you today. And I lost my shit. I was like, it's not even my religion. But that's a used to thing. I don't know if they changed. No, that's uh, when I was in, in New York. When I, was in, when I was in Boston, and I don't remember exactly when this was, but it was semi-recently because I remember I lost my fucking mind. Sunday morning flight, and I'm flying back to L.A., and I go to the bar and I was like, "Can I get a beer?" And, the, and she was like, "Maybe in another city, peck ahead." I don't. That's not what, what she said. But she, was, but she was like, "Maybe in another city, but not in Boston." Why they drink? But that's that can't possibly said, you're, you're still be true. The biggest group of alcoholics in, in the country. Have I just Special never been in Boston on a Sunday? I can't. I can't even picture I, being I, told. It might be, it might you be can't like have after, a cocktail at P.F. Chang's or wherever. I, I can't be. I mean, it's, maybe it's after <laughs> noon. Yeah. Maybe it's after a certain time. Yeah, 6 p.m. or something. Because they have to open the bars at Sunday night. And there's football on Sundays. That's like, how, how, could how do you have a football you, game with no fucking beer? you got to plan ahead. In New York, at least, you have to plan ahead and buy sale on Saturday so you can have it for your games on Sunday. It's ridiculous. But yeah, that's, so for ho- that's for home. Yeah. I'm talking about in bars. Oh, yeah. There's no bars that are open on a Sunday afternoon. That don't serve beer. That yeah, don't serve yeah. drinks. Yeah, maybe it was just I think it's, that I, I went to. I, yeah, I think you can't buy it. I think there's still lots of places where you can't buy it in stores on Sunday. So you have to plan ahead. Right, right. But that's for personal consumption at home. If you're in a restaurant or a bar, I think. You, you know what drink. I love? Because, oh, but let me like know because I'm like, going to be in Boston on a Sunday in a, in a month or two. and. Uh, want to drink. And uh, that's fucking ridiculous. Hey, have you seen? Have you seen when you when you do the road? You do like a Tuesday, right? You like to do a Tuesday where you go in and you do a four twenty show, 
Um, like, uh, well, no, I don't do 420 shows on Tuesday because most of my fans have to work. But um, oh, yeah. Hi, doggy. Priscilla. She could get in if she wanted to, right? No. no. I bet you she could. Just no. put that knob in her mouth and turn it. <laughs> right now she's running back. Leanne, Leanne, they're still back. They're in there. So, um, uh, so I what I do is on a Saturday or Sunday I will book a 420 either stand up show or Douglas movies taping, and it's great because like just recently I was like I really want to go to Denver and I want to go to Denver soon. So I looked at the next weekend I had open, which is March 9th and 10th, and I had my agent call up Comedy Works and say, "Can Doug do a stand up show on 420 on Saturday and a Douglas movies taping on 420 on Sunday?" and uh, they are not going to say, uh, oh, we're booked. Yeah. You know, they got a headliner that night, but they don't got a show at 420 in the afternoon. Yeah. And everyone that works there, the, the ones that Loves don't want to work on a Saturday afternoon don't have to. But the, plenty of employees want that whole extra show and all the extra the money, t- tips and stuff. Yeah. And wait, and, and, and do, you, do, you, do you look at the calendar and you go, like, this is probably well past the way you do business. But do you look, look at the calendar and go, oh – uh, Patton's going to be in Denver. I wouldn't mind being in Denver. I'll come in and do 420, 420, or do you just go? Yeah, no, I do. I look at yeah. the UFC calendar and go, UFC is going to be in Denver on Saturday. I'll go hang out with Joe and do a set in his show on oh, Friday night, up. go to the UFC right. on Saturday, and then on and Sunday then, I'll then, do my 420 matinee, and that's my that's my work for the weekend. And that's fucking – and Thursday night – Everyone's like, guys, Doug Benson will be here, and everyone. And the oh, less the, the less shows you do, the more packed the place is. Yeah, because most town, most comedy clubs, they want you to do six or seven shows over the course of a weekend. Yeah. And so you're going to have a couple shows, unless you're really killing it, unless you're Joey Diaz, you're going to have a couple shows where there's a bunch of empty seats. Light, yeah. Sometimes even more than a couple shows. Get all your fans into one show. Yeah, so just if you only come, in, but come to town more often. Like I go to Denver two or three times a year, but I only do one or two shows. And they're, yeah, and the they're packed. Tommy, the 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 the, uh, um, the staff kept going outside for a safety meeting. They kept calling them to say <laughs> we needed to have a safety meeting outside. Like, what are safety meetings? Like, you can come with us. I'm like, all right. And it was just smoking weed. They, no, they got an awesome stairwell at the down, downtown oh, yeah. comedy works. Done, I just do the improv there. I've never done the comedy work. Boo! That's one of the top. Like, <laughs> I, I haven't been everywhere, but so just because of that, I'll say it's one of the top five rooms in the country. Oh, it's great. Denver Comedy Works downtown. So it's dumb. it's low ceiling. No, no that your the people's tables are just like a little like school yeah. table, so they pack a lot yeah, of people dude. in. And uh, I mean, the only problem with it, and it's a you know, it's a acceptable problem, is just that every show I do there, some one person gets too drunk in the audience and has to be thrown out. Oh, really? and it's usually a woman. Yeah, and it's and it's because I think yeah. I think that. Stoners come to my shows, and then there's a drink minimum, and they're not drinkers. Yeah. And then they drink anyway after getting high before coming in. The combo and of it's, that makes it And really in bad. Denver, the altitude yeah. makes all that shit crazier. Weed and and, 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 um, alcohol. and alcohol together is like they double up each other. Yeah, and then, and then you're the mile-high city, and God. so people just get too fucked up. But um, – I still have a blast every time I play there. I love and, Denver. I love yeah. but, playing there. But UFC I bands I like, Fuck, roller coaster roller coasters I want to go on. I just and I was just in Miami, but like this cruise I'm going to go on. I could I could have called up the Miami Improv and said, "Hey, can I do a ten o'clock show after the eight o'clock show on Thursday night? Because I'm like, going on the cruise on Friday." And they say, "Sure," and yeah. I go in and do a show. So that's that's wow. how my schedule works. And now that I've said this out loud, I'm going to get a bunch of tweets from people. Come to this city, you yeah. know. They're going to, and I'm going to be like, so you go see a "Well, concert. but that's just because one person wants me to come to a city." 
you'll be like, oh, uh, Muse is playing Red Rocks. I want to see that show. Mm-hmm. And then you'll just go schedule a show in Denver and then mm-hmm. and then go to it. Yeah, it's more like the bands that I have friends in, like oh, like oh, 311, oh. And, and there's this band called Sleeper Agent that I'm a big fan of that uh, I go and see them sometimes. Motion City Soundtrack. Um, I'm doing my first 420 show. I know, at the Parlor Live. Yeah. Yeah, that's where I've, same thing. I've been doing those there for years. Wait, what's a, what's a four, I mean, at 420 in the afternoon. You, oh, you're doing a 420 show? On, you, 420. on 420. Yeah, they're booked they that weekend. They're, so, but it was like, well, Wait, yeah, let's do the date for I want to do a 420 show even though I don't really smoke pot. <laughs> yeah, just have the pot smokers come out. It's on a Saturday. Do you have a – do a lot of pot smokers enjoy you, Bert? Yeah. Fuck yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> April. I smoke pot in a lot. They, I, I don't know. Oh, Most Saturday. pot smokers don't. Omaha. Ooh, three eleven. Yeah, three eleven's in Omaha. They're from Omaha. Yeah, I know. That's hence the now. Title what would you say band. to the rumors that three eleven stands for the eleventh letter of the alphabet is K and three times K is KKK because they're super anti-Semitic? What? <laughs> That's what I heard. That's crazy. They're the sweetest guys. Did you, did you hear that on Celebrity Network? I remember being told that. In They're super nice. And you know who's their biggest fan? And I always fuck this up and people will crack me. Either Venus or Serena Williams. One really? of them. Yeah, on the first cruise, what? whichever one it was. I, I want to say it was Serena, but it might have been Venus. One of them was on the cruise and saw my stand-up show. And I have a bit in the show where I say, uh, in my act, where I say that, uh, you know, women don't, sense of humor is really not the number one thing to women. They, they like, what women really like is cocks and money. <laughs> and, uh, but that's, but in polite society, women can't go around going, I love cocks and money. So then instead they say, I like a good sense of humor. Yeah. And, uh, and, uh, and I go, uh, for some reason that night I said something like, uh, uh, so, yeah, if I see you on the ship later, uh, you know, so we're not all yelling cocks and money at each other. Just say CNM. And then when I met her, uh, Serena or Venus, <laughs> that's the, she, like, shook my hand and was, like, you know, had a little shy smile on her face and was like, CNM. Shut and I was up. like, holy shit, wow. one of the Williams just said cocks and money to me. No, wait, did wow. you know she was at your show when you were, before you got on stage? No, but I knew she was on the boat because she's super into karaoke also. So on a couple different nights, Graham Elwood was running the karaoke, and she'd get up and sing, like, I Will Survive or something. you got to run karaoke. Yeah, yeah. God, yeah. Yeah, he's got the energy for it. Yeah. Um, he, go, he does these boats now where he doesn't do stand-up. He just has a microphone in the casino area and just encourages people to come, like, just riffs about how people should come to the casino because, you know, the casino is where they – between yeah, the alcohol yeah. and the casino, that's that's where they're making all their money on those cruises. He's like, just give me a mic stand. I can karate chop. Yeah. And, uh, and we're okay. I'll do the rest. That's really fucking interesting. But I, where are you playing in Omaha? The Funny Bone? Funny Bone, yeah. That, and that, is that in actually Omaha or is that one of those ones where it's Omaha adjacent? Well, Because I, I play the Omaha. waiting room lounge there and that's in that's in a neighborhood they call Benson. No, that's in really? Omaha. Coincidentally. Oh, really? No, in, no, no. In Omaha. It's, it's yeah. in Omaha. Colleen runs it. Colleen's fucking But it's awesome. not in, a, it's not in a, like, a specific neighborhood there or something? Like I don't area. know. I thought it had a different name. Anyway, but yeah, if you if you could handle a three-show day, I I, I'm show. doing the 420 show because I want to do a one-show day, and I want to be done with work at 6 o'clock. We do yeah, a podcast during the day. I might do a yeah, podcast. Yeah, do, 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 do a live birdcast. Birdcast out of uh, out of Take questions from uh-huh. the crowd. Yeah. At 420 on 420. Yeah, but there's so much you can do with this shit, you guys. Because like some of the places I play will sell a package where people, because my stand-up show and my Douglas movies are going to be completely different shows. Yeah, oh. not the same jokes aren't going to be in either. So they'll do a package where for a couple bucks off on each, people can come both days. 
God, that's and great. so that's much, good. it's so yeah, much more fun than the system just, as it I works like now. Doing, I don't like doing live podcasts that are straight up podcasts. Like, like Doug loves movies. Is I, I don't see that as much as a podcast as I do a live show. Like, I see that as a like it is podcasted, but it's the the sensibility of it is we're playing games. Uh, we're all stand up. We're playing a game in front of an audience. It's, it's like a game show. It's it's. Yeah. it's well, that's why I like having the audience there. Is because a certain um, type of podcast. It, it it forces more specific jokes. Like right yeah. now, if we were doing this in front of an audience, we'd all be trying harder and, to and, but to it, get it, laughs. We, yeah. we we it would still be fun, but it'd be a different. It's a different vibe. I don't like that energy. I have done a few live podcasts with people, and and it's you turn into doing. You find an opening and you do a bit, yeah, and then you pretend you didn't do a bit, and I'm like, mm, that's not, oh. that's not, po- that's not the podcast I enjoy. Yeah. yeah, I don't yeah. know what I don't know what you're talking about. No, certain so, things are like I never do bits on podcasts, oh, 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 except oh. for a few minutes ago when I did the Cox and Money story. No, 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 I meant, I meant like uh, in front of an audience. You mean? Yeah, yeah. Audience, I, yes. I, 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 I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying, but that's most of the people that do my shows don't even try yeah. to do bits. Yeah. But like, but like, uh, yeah. I, I mean, I, I don't know. I like Doug Loves Movies is a perfect environment for it. I think that Benson Interruption is a perfect environment for it. But I, I think that Skeptic Tank would like, not work well. When, with a live when, like podcast. this podcast wouldn't work great. Well, it's you and one of your funny friends being funny in front of an audience. It, it would work fine. But yeah, but you want to get into something that's like you want to be able to go to some place will, that's not funny for a while. They will sit and listen to that. But the, wouldn't the comedian feel like nece- like sees an audience and feel necessary? Well, most comedians like, would ham jokes. it up and try to get jokes oh, in and God, not not be too to sincere. Do, but I would love to do podcasts at colleges. Yeah, they, that would be a great. I way. would. I was just saying the other day that I would love so it. much rather do Douglas movies at a college than my stand up, because my stand up is an old guy talking to kids about drugs and sex, right? <laughs> and my podcast is about movies, so like uh, drugs and sex references get thrown in, but Could it's you a have the kids? it's a more generic. Could you have the kids be on the show? Yeah. Or would you want I comics? could play games with the kids. I could do whatever. But the trouble is the, the, that they're not, that's not what they're going to ask for because the one thing where podcasts are not being heard, the one part uh, of this world where they're being ignored colleges? is colleges. Oh, really? really? There's certain students that hear them, but those are the nerdy ones that have several hours to be by themselves what? just listening to something. Uh, and college students are constantly around other college students. Yeah, it's people who have commutes when they're at, alone. Who I was at Duquesne Ew. University last week in Pittsburgh. And uh, one guy was a really big fan of my podcast, and he was the one guy who had an internet, who had a radio show, who sat by himself and was a little. His name was Alex, and he was just the coolest kid. And you knew when you come to L.A. when you decide to perfect <laughs> when you decide to come to L.A. You're gonna make a splash. Oh no! Bird can actually. I can. Just, I just had just to squeeze drop him out. one. Yeah, but that. Oh. Yeah, then they smell in the microphone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I farted on a, in a yeah. mic on stage one time. Brought it to my face. Almost threw up. <laughs> smells of way more future. I was like, <laughs> and everyone's like, yeah. And then I was like, that was <laughs> just <laughs> throw, throw up on the people that are cheering. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, only, that went from great to horrible so fast. Only thing more awkward than that was in Columbus one time. This 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 lady uh, said she wanted to propose to her husband, and do it on her boyfriend, and do it on stage. And uh, I was like, I was like. Oh, okay. Like I do it for, I've done it for guys. I had the, I did the best one for a dude. The best one ever. I was in Virginia beach. And Have I, you changed your own story three times now? Like yeah. rapid succession? Yeah. Yeah. Hold on. Yeah. I'm, 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 I'm yeah. tagging. So, so I said, so I did, but I did the same. I'll tell you the first one. Then that'll tag. And then I'll, I've already told you the beginning of the second one. So I, what I did is I put a blindfold around the girl. I brought them up. I said, we're going to play a game, put a blindfold around the girl. And I said, you've got to feel our stomachs. 
and say which one is your man's and which one's mine. Okay, so I put the blindfold on. I go, all right, put your hand out. Then he drops on a knee with the ring, and then I pull the thing off of her, and she starts sobbing. And he's like, "Will you marry me?" On stage, she was so upset because she wanted to touch your stomach. Right, yeah. right. So I do Do I it still with, get the stomach? So I. So <laughs> yeah. here's the worst part. So I go, "I'll just use the same thing with the dude and the girl. With the girl that wants to, I'll just blindfold the dude, and we'll play a game." But then I ne- never thought out the game. So I was like, and she was a little overweight. <laughs> I was like, oh, I was like, I was like, all right, you got to feel no. one of our, and I'm like, what fucking part of our body? Like, cause I got a beard. It's not the face. It's like, oh my motherfucker. So, but so. But I've already got him blindfolded. And so as I'm stalling, I go, I go, get ready. And then she gets on her knee. I pull the fucking blindfold off. He sees it and he makes direct eye contact with me and starts shaking his head no. Like, you fucking asshole. Oh, And I was like, I was like, oh, God. And then she's like. Why did you think that that would. I will. No. It's not my responsibility to decide whether or not they get engaged. And they but, want to but, do it but she stage. was going to ask him? Yep. Because he That's would never not... ask her because he didn't want to get married. Uh, but I can't <laughs> say to the girl who brought her dude here because he's a fan of mine not to – I can't say, no, I won't do that. I mean, I guess I theoretically you I could. so can say that. Yeah, like, 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 I've like, never done such a thing would be my answer. Uh, well, I said yes. What are you, the... the girl. I was like, fuck. Stroop's like, would you do it? And I was like, fuck Yeah. I've seen like, it happen cool. before. It's pretty amazing. I've done it. The one I did in Virginia Beach was magical. It was the best. And, of course, no one got it on tape. Never got fucking seen. Never got passed yeah. around. Jim Jeffries gets punched in the head and he's a goddamn fucking mega million star. <laughs> but uh, just joking. I think Jim Jeffries is very talented. That's not – I wasn't the same on Jim. But this could have been my fucking moment of all of a sudden I got people coming. Anyway, uh, fucking – so I tell Stroop, yeah, 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 I'll do it. So then he goes, cool. I'm going to bring him back. And I go, sure, sure. And he comes back and it's a girl. And I was like, I've already said I'll do it. And I'm like, hey – and she was like, so you're cool with this? And I was like, yeah, yeah. Wow. And then I'm like already in it. And I'm like, fuck. But the guy said the guy said yes. And then it was a thumb ring, I think, I want to say. Oh, he, he did say yes. yes. He did say He yes. gave he you the dirty look, look and then the said yes. He gave the dirty look. And he was like, yeah, of course. So it was more like he was just mad at you for making it a public thing? Like he didn't want to. For me going like as a guy, he was like, dude, you should have known better. This does not happen this way. Like that's what the eyes said to me, and I was like, "I'm sorry." Oh yeah, I got fucking. Yeah, for the rest of their marriage, she's gonna have this stupid story about how she had to propose to him. Yeah, I know. Live with it. I was like, I go. I don't want to believe in. I don't want to lay down sexism, but I do believe the man should propose to the woman. I distinctly believe that. Well, or if she's gonna do it, you know, do it at home. And then the story you tell all your friends is that he asked. Yeah, I used to make a joke (laughs) about it, but I used to propose to Leanne all the time. After we had already gotten engaged. Over and over again. All the fucking time in public. Just, oh, really? Oh, fucking all the time. At fucking Ralph's. Just <laughs> You know what I did? The opposite. I would um, I'd be sitting there <laughs> at like restaurants on in Santa Monica, I remember. And uh, the wife, I would just sit there like waiting for like five minutes. And then she would come in. And she goes, what the fuck are you doing here? You said you had to work today. And I was like, oh. Wait, no, who is this I, with? My ex. You were married? Yeah. Shut up. Yeah, for a few years. To, to who? Allie. Some girl. I didn't know he that. He talked about her on his podcast, but I, I didn't know you married her. I thought it was just one of the ones that was like one of the hardest to get over or whatever. No, she wasn't that hard to get over, that one. Really? Yeah. We just kind of fizzled out. We became friends. We were like, let's just stop. But anyway, but she would come and say, what the fuck? And she would start yelling, and she'd throw a glass of water in my face and storm out, and I'd have to chase after her. And, you, and that was like kind and of a laugh outside. <laughs> But everyone got a scene. I can't believe that that didn't work out because that's, <laughs> that's so great that the two of you have that that sense of humor. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> what time's your heart out, Doug? Oh. Heart out? I get to have a heart out? Well, yeah, I know you have a meeting. How serious are they about the uh, parking outside? Uh, no. Like the, I don't two, know. So there's a two-hour limit, so. No. no way. That's what it says. Yeah, but, but it's two but hours. How often do they, they come around CFI. and check? When? It's, how often yeah. do they check? I don't know. What if the guy checked right after I got out of the car? I guess he does just just. I did see a couple um, parking forces people right outside your car talking. No, you didn't. Making notes and stuff <laughs> with pieces not. of chalk throwing, parking on the tire. I did the best fucking like half an inch. I did like, the best okay, thing. Man. There was a guy going to lady going to give my car a ticket, and I was as I was running up, I was like, I already know how this is going to end. I'm not going to be able to like stop her. This is <laughs> when I was single, and I was having coffee with Gary Goldman, and it was at it was at the Starbucks over by La Brea and like Melrose. Or, or and that's Beverly. important because because that's the parking there was a nightmare because there was okay. a parking there was a parking lot next to what happened when you ran up to her I I go running up I'm like ah fuck it it's not gonna work so I just hit the panic button on my alarm on my car <laughs> I was scared nice. scared the living shit out of her and then I just was like fuck it I don't want to go I'm like halfway to my car I don't want to like turn it off and then she yells at me so I just walk Oh, I was like, I already got the ticket. And she fucking, and I was like, personal victory to me. Nice. nice. Yeah. I would have gone over and laughed at her. I, no, I just kept walking. I have a weird thing with conversation. I was on Hollywood Boulevard with Diaz, and we saw some uh, Armenian guys uh, screaming at this black um, lady who was giving out tickets and stuff. And he was like, this fucking bullshit. Fuck you. How are you doing this? And she was like, sir, 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 trying to calm down. But he kept like yelling at her. And then uh, eventually she goes, sir, I wasn't even working. I just got on shift. It was not me. I just got here. That ticket was an hour ago. And the, it, so he's clearly like, oh, I'm yelling at the wrong person. Yeah. It's fucking Armo. He just goes, still. I'm like, what's still? What are you talking about? It wasn't her. Really? She didn't give me the ticket. I, I, he's uh, still against the idea of get like people, people get so, and I felt it myself when you get a ticket. You get you have to get mad at someone other than yourself. Yeah, but you're the you're yeah. the one that parked where you're not supposed to or didn't read the sign. And sometimes yeah. the signs are tricky, so you feel like you were fucking tricked. Uh, some, yeah, you some do of it's, feel like some you have to get mad at someone other than yourself, and you're the only one uh-huh. to blame. Well, and the yeah. idea of tickets, but like, how do you think things are paid for in a city? Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. how do you think this city is not bankrupt? Ever spots available because people have to leave them or they'll get tickets. Yeah, the there was a there park. was a there was a guy we we used to live down uh, in like d- down by Los La, La and Wilshire, mm-hmm. and uh, the girls went to school right around there at this school that was predominantly Korean, but it was a great public school and. Uh, the parking was a nightmare. That was a big problem about taking the kids to school is you because it was in Hancock Park. So the parking was fucking impossible. So sometimes you'd have to park like four blocks away. And so one day I uh, I pulled up and I and I just parked illegally. And I was like because it was the bell was about to ring. Georgia was like in kindergarten and I couldn't let her come out of the classroom and not see me. Like that's just one of my panic things. Uh-huh. So I go and I park illegally. And as I pull up, there's a meter guy and he's like, hey, man. You're going to have to move that. And I was like, yeah. I go, you know what? I'm going to have to take the ticket. And he was like, excuse me? <laughs> and I go, I'm going to just take the ticket. You can write it for me. But I go, I got a little girl and she's in kindergarten and I'm not going to let the bell ring and her not see me. So that is fine for me. I don't I don't mind. Just give me the ticket. I got to go see my daughter. I got to go get my daughter. Uh, walked away and the guy was like confused. Like, how the fuck? And walked away. Came back. There's a ticket on my car. Nothing typed out. Nothing. And it was just blank. Oh, like really? He put it on he there. Did the math in his but, head. Yeah, and he was like, like, he was like, fuck it. it, man. I'll be a good guy. I'll let that guy go get his daughter. And he put a ticket in there, but there was nothing typed. It's just a so it could look like he was doing. It his looked job. like it was like the envelope or whatever. And I just yeah. 
And I wa- ran back. I looked. I was like, I got the ticket. And I looked at it. It was empty. I was like, ah, fucking karma. I think somebody else saw the whole thing go down, went over and took the ticket out of the envelope, and, and then- you, there's probably a bench warrant for you right now. <laughs> yeah. I used to take tickets for off an unpaid ticket. my car so I could park it legally. There you go. Yeah. You Human- know, my- humanitarian move, that is. <laughs> you know what my buddy Hutch used to do? He used to have a sign on the front of his car that said clergy, Uh-oh. and he put it up there whenever he parked illegal. Clergy. And so and it made like, people wonder, like, uh, I don't Well, know. no one gives a fucking priest a ticket. Yeah. Posein used to have a – I just – well, two things. Yesterday I was walking down the street in Hollywood, and I saw a car with a ticket on it. and But I could see that there was something else next to the ticket. And I went and looked, and the the people who owned the car had put, please don't give us a ticket. The car's broken down. <laughs> and right next to it's a fucking ticket. <laughs> I should have taken a picture of it. Yeah. But um, – <laughs> But Posein used to have a bit about uh, he'd go to like a little mini mall and put a note on somebody's car apologizing for r- hitting it, and then uh, and then to go hide somewhere and watch them walk around the car looking wow. for damage. Good one, Brian. Nice. That's fucking awesome. Uh, that's cool. I hope he really did it and it wasn't just a Reed bit. Used to uh, the, him and his friends used to take a, a shit in a coffee cup and then put it on uh, a gas station like a the gas tank thing. Just leave it in the center console, like on top of it. Really? Yeah, and then just go across the street. And he said he would smoke and drink 40s and just uh, watch people like filling up their gas tank and go like, "What's that smell?" And they like, look and like, "Oh!" Like, okay, where they were just sitting and enjoy themselves. <laughs> so weird. Do there, yeah. Uh, I, I. You got... have to shit in a cup to yeah, pull off that prank. Cup. Yeah, that's that's a necessary. You have to do something insanely degrading <laughs> to make other people make us that's a bad smell face. God damn. <laughs> I was I was I spent the night in uh, Eunice uh Eunice, Louisiana. Yeah. Shooting a oh. for a pilot, shooting a pilot for travel. And the guy like the night night before we we're about to leave, the guy the room the room next to me is having the biggest fucking rave. And it's just it's just him. I'm, I'm, I'm imagining it's a him with a couple other people, and they're just fucking blowing up because they're just it's drum and bass, doom, 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 which you know music's one thing, but that drum goes through the fucking walls. So I called on to the front. I called ten times. I called on the front, and they they were like, "Yeah, I'll get him to turn it down." And he did turn it down. But then apparently he called back down and was like, "Was like he hasn't complained in a while. Can I turn it back up?" And they were like, "Yeah, go ahead." What? So he turned it back up. I called ten times. They couldn't get him to fucking stop. I finally got up, went to the fucking gym, did not sleep at all. Went to the gym, worked out, came back. Music's off, and I'm like, I so badly want to fuck with him, like just start blaring music to wake him up. But then I was like, no, I'll take it to the next level. So I just fucking <laughs> called his room. I thought, no, no, yeah. I'll be nice. <laughs> next level. I called his room and just kept calling, going, hey man, is Peter there? And he was like, there, there's no Peter here. Because I called him, I go, I need room 319. They'd be like, sure. they yeah. send it up to him. And they'd be like, Peter, come on, man. I know Peter's there. It's just fuck. Come on, man. Put Peter on the phone. I know where you're. You're in room 319, fucker. Put Peter on the room. Uh-huh. I was driving to the airport. I did it like fucking four times. Finally, he's like, I'll fucking kill you. And I was like, yeah, we're even. <laughs> nice. Doug looks in wonderment at you right now. You sure Peter isn't there? Because that, that music is kind of he loves. <laughs> <laughs> I love that he hasn't complained in a while. I could turn it back up. I was like, yeah. no, he hasn't complained because you turned it down. I called back and I said <laughs> to the girl, I go, I go, listen, I, I, I fucking – it's back up. She goes, yeah, I know. He called and asked if I could turn it back up. And I said, yeah, because I thought you were asleep. I was like, yeah, but it woke me up yeah. the first time and it woke me up the second time. Like 
as soon as they try to, as soon as they think, that's when they're making their mistake. Yeah, because that's what that's what that kind of shit happens. Like it's amazing to me. You, you, we could all probably go nuts with travel stories, but it's amazing to me when. Uh, you have a do not disturb sign on your door, and they it, invariably you? they will call you on the phone and say, "Do you want your room clean?" You have a like, sign what on your do door. I put the because well, the, the thing is, I guess me. you're disturbing. I guess me. if it's on there for a couple days, yeah, fuck that. Don't disturb. They think you might uh, be dead in there. Leave a uh, note. In New York, they will come into your. They'll room. They'll slip something under the door in a lot of places. In yeah, New York, they'll come into your room. I was with my buddy. Anyway, my buddy Weicho and I. This is uh, this is before I. The, literally the week. Before I met Leanne, I'm with my best buddy, Weecho. He was like the second dude on my podcast, right? Peruvian dude I've known since we were kids. He's up there, and we're partying. He lives in New York. I'm visiting, and we're drinking in my hotel room with this chick, and we're both kind of like flirting with her or whatever, and, but nothing really happened. She spent the night kind of, but no, no one hooked up. She spent the night kind of, and then she left. Ain't and no- because she spent the night, Weecho also spent the night in my room. So it's me and him, and it was this girl in this bed, and then she leaves. Now it's me and him in the bed, and we're in jeans. We're like, fuck it. We get in our boxers. Me and him are in boxers. I've had this do not disturb sign for a week. Fucking six in the morning, security comes in, and it and I thought we were getting broken into, so I have this like scramble panic in my boxers. So does Weecho. It looks like we were just having sex. Yeah. Like We're just like, what the fuck? And they're like, we got to make sure everything's okay in here, and there's beer cans everywhere. But yeah, I, th- I was the closest I've ever come to walk getting walked in on for gay sex. I have a friend, who, and he doesn't he doesn't lie, he doesn't brag, so that's why I think it's true. But he he didn't put the do not disturb sign on, and the the, the lady came in, um, you know, to clean his place, and he had a boner, and then he was pretty much like, oh, she goes, oh, I'm sorry, and he goes, eh? and he just pulled back the covers, and showed the boner, and they fucked. <laughs> I've seen maybe I, I, probably one out of every two hundred people that would come in to clean my room in a hotel. I would even be interested in, oh, in yeah. having Mine's, sex with. My number's a lot higher than that. Yeah, fuck it. Ten, ten out of a hundred. I'd almost say fifty-fifty. What? Yeah, I've seen a lot of hot ones. Are you turned recently. on by someone in a cleaning outfit? Yeah, maybe yeah. it's the outfit. I think it might be. It might be the and then like especially and they're going to have to clean up all your jizz everywhere. No, there's a big uh, there's a big wave of Russians that are cleaning rooms these days. Oh, yeah, okay. that I've been noticing a lot of. All right. I wonder if some of those would wouldn't mind an extra fifty bucks. You know what I mean? Yeah, but it's a really tough. That's a that's a tough polish. one. To... It's a tough sell. It is a tough sell. Like how would you really how would you word that? I've never been able to word, can I get a hand job at the end of this massage? <laughs> yeah. Like, that's, I mean, mainly the you know, the whole reason I just have never asked for one is because I don't know how that happens. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I'm not the kind of guy that can be like, and how about? I remember they took me some stripper in, in, at the Spearman Rhino in Vegas going, like, we can go to the other room and, and we can you can have, you know, more fun. And I was yeah, I more like, fun. For 200 bucks long, I was like, what is that? Exactly what do I get with that? Yeah. I want to know exactly what I get. Are we just talking? And talk? she couldn't say it, right? No, and then I'm like, they're not allowed to say it because then that's prostitution. I guess so. Whisper it. Still prostitution because <laughs> a deal is being made for a specific thing. Oh, yeah. Did you Whereas mean, just two hundred for more fun, and that more fun means you know Dick's going to be in me. Jason Nash's bachelor it. party was pretty fucking. Jason who? Jason Nash. You know Jason Nash. Uh-huh. Jason Nash's bachelor party was pretty fucking out of control in that. Manner. A lot of guys with feelings there. A lot of guys with feelings. I used to do. That was a podcast that was around a long time ago. Nash? Yeah, yeah guys with funny. feelings, and then it just kind of... I guess they stopped doing it, and then podcast blew up. And then he started again? He's on the yeah. Scar Brothers podcast. He's on... Is he really? Oh, yeah, he, he does a lot, he's on there a lot. He does characters, right? Yeah. Maybe I'll start having characters on here. 
Yeah, people calling in randomly. Don't, That's a yeah. good idea. Do like bits. He has them in the... Scar Brothers have them in the room with everybody, right? I think so. I don't really know. Like, Jason does them and the guy Chris Cox does them, I think. (laughs) Cox. (laughs) Wait, how long have you been doing stand-up, Ari? 13 years. Almost 14 14 now. How long have you been doing it, though? Long enough that you should have asked me first. This is my interview. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Were you afraid to be alone with me? Is that why you uh, told Ari to come over? Yeah, I was like, Ari... I don't know what to say. We just did. Ari and I just did like three hours of. Uh, like that one, man. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, like fucking Doug. Okay. I want to. I want to fucking do more podcasts from that spot. That's great. Where? Yeah. Where is it? If you ever want me to do the, it again, the um the uh, front patio of the comedy store. The patio. We just sat on that bar. On a warm day with a couple of waters and our sunglasses and uh and, walk by. and, and microphones up. just like this. So uh-huh. we're just sitting there and like you know just saying obnoxious things to people as they walk by, but talking to each other. This uh, group of, uh, like, a tour group came by with, on bikes and uh, stopped and smoked some weed with us. A couple cute girls. Are you one, serious? This, yeah, this one it was, was so like, much fun. It was like to Doug. She was like, wait a minute. Do I know? Like, first she looked at him. Then he talked. She was like, do I know you from somewhere? Then he brought a joint to his lips. He goes, oh, you're Doug Benson. You're that guy. <laughs> you're Doug Benson. <laughs> wait. Is that, you, is that your te- podcast? Uh-huh. And you do it from there sometimes? Sometimes. In the middle of the afternoon? Burr from there. And he started making fun of the, the, uh, the tour groups, the tour buses that come by. Uh, Doug Benson and I, we had, yeah. We it's had fun. It's oh, really yeah. fun. And then we had. It's like doing a radio remote, but you're not like, you're not asking people to come hang out. You're just dealing with the people that just happen to be walking they by. They happen to walk by on a nice day on Sunset Strip. That's fucking so Dudes cool. Dudes from Chill walk by and he, he has a, a special on Chill dot com right now yeah and um you're gonna do them with them too right a, well that's the thing when you you kept you were asking me that stuff you were talking to me about it when we hadn't announced yet uh-huh. and i didn't want to get a bunch of tweets from people saying oh you're gonna be on chill but now it's official that it's coming out on 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 chill it's already on you can pre-order it now it's on the website so Raise now mine's right above yours on their website oh really yeah nice. and uh so what is chill.com Chill.com is like a uh, – it's a new place for – Platform. A platform for like filmmakers and uh, musicians. and musicians and comics to – if they have something Direct that they market. want to sell directly to their fans, uh, you know, Louis C.K. style. Yeah. So they just, set it all You could up. just do it through Chill. They've got it all. And then you have to pay them like a percentage, I guess. So. Percentage, yeah. They'll own like 30%. But are you selling, are you selling uh, your movie – so the movie greatest movie ever rolled. It's it's for the pre order. It's six dollars and forty cents, and then for after the pre order period ends on March eleventh. That's the official release date. Is uh, three eleven as it and turns out, $8? and then uh, then it's uh, seven ninety nine. Okay, and they okay. you know they thought it was uh, that was their decision. I would have sold it for five bucks, but they were like, but but this isn't this isn't just a comedy special. This isn't just stand up. This yeah, is mo- this right. is like a real movie. What wait what is it? What is the greatest movie ever rolled? It's a it's sort of you know my idea of a sequel finally to Super High Me. Uh, Morgan Spurlock did the movie greatest movie ever sold. So I'm continuing to do the Spurlock puns. I love how you talk about this. Like whatever he does, I'm just gonna. I'm do just a gonna weed do a weed version of it. Like his. Then he did a movie about Comic Con in San Diego. So I did Chronicon. That's gonna come out someday. But that hasn't finished yet. No, no, it hasn't. Wait, even, so, we haven't so even started so editing. Are you it talking yet. all about the? Are you talking all about the business of marijuana or the business of getting sponsors for your movie? No, no, it's a movie about uh, me going out on tour to make money to make a movie about going out on tour. Because Spurlock's movie yeah. was about putting product placement in a movie to raise money to make a movie about yeah. product placement movie. So that's I did the great. same kind of thing, but you know that's that's where the connection pretty much ends. You know, oh, it's because okay. the movie's basically 
It's following me and Graham Elwood around um, garage next door. as we go to uh, seven cities in seven days. And so we uh, did. Um, did did great question, Bert. Thanks. Anything else you'd like to know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. where where. Chill? You want to know about chill or you want to know about the movie? I want to know about uh, – I want to know about – I, I kind of want to know about chill, but I I don't know what my question was going to be now. No. But anyway, go to chill.com if you're listening to this and get my movie, Ari's stand-up special. Your stand-up special uh, is going to be And then there. below his right is Maria Bamford's special where she did stand-up for just her parents. I knew what I was going to say. Yeah. So when when you made uh, you made Super High Me – one of my favorite – one of my – I think I told you this one time. I think one, so. It might have been outside my gym on, over on uh, Cole. Right, yeah, right by Georgia's preschool. Mm-hmm. That was where Georgia went to preschool. Yeah, you ran at me when I was trying to get into my car, and you were like double parked. so funny. My story is so much better. Georgia goes to, to – to, uh, Doug was – It was very – you were very, very friendly, but it was – Doug was in between sets smoking a joint because he likes to power lift and get high. So uh-huh. he was power lifting. You do have a up. different version of the story. I've I, never done version, that. My version I've never is, gone out and gotten high and gone back into the gym. <laughs> my version is so much better. <laughs> you ever Power lifted? <laughs> no. Not really power lifted. I've lifted some things. He was but. definitely sweating, and I thought he was looking. I guess he was filming with his keys. I thought he was hiding a bowl from me. <laughs> I don't know why. Uh-huh. And so, I was trying to get in my car. Like, oh no. <laughs> but no, but I, I told you, I was like, it's the greatest. Mar- I love when you see a marketing scheme that works on accident. Like, I know you didn't make Super High Me to sell to G4 so that they could play all fucking day long, but you did, and they did. And I was like, it's genius. Yeah. Like now I've, I've, I've seen Super High Me maybe seven times because it comes on, it would come on a G4. And I was like, well, it's definitely entertaining. It'll be what I watch. Like, yeah. And then like, G4 decided to not be the weed channel anymore and just stopped cold turkey. Like they just really? stopped showing it. Yeah. Well, they showed it for a while, though. They showed it for a long while. Yeah. And, and plenty of people have seen it. So that's why, that's why a new documentary was in order instead yeah. of just doing a stand up. You know, now, do you special? Do you do you, do you have any say in the editing of it, or do you uh, all of it? Like that's the other thing about it is but it's are like you afraid it'll turn into a fluff piece. Who like that's I'm doing it's my documentary. Movie. I know, but I'm doing my documentary, and I'm and I'm like, uh oh, look at look at the time. I'm doing my documentary, and I'm I'm and I'm a, I'm <laughs> nervous that they're going to like I want it to be super honest and super. Then you decide that. What? Then you do that. Yeah, but I was just like, I shouldn't even touch it. I shouldn't even look at the editing. I should let them edit it themselves. Oh, right. And then, but because if I have my hands on it, it'll be like that email I wrote to the girl that was in a car accident. It'll be like a fucking fluff piece. It'll be like, yeah, we get it, Bert. We get it. Right. Like you're fucking amazing. Like I was like, I feel well, like they have to that's the thing is you got you got to try to show you got to try to depict. I, I had a little bit of a say. I had like there was four people that determined everything that went into Super High Me. So there was like things that uh, there's things about that movie that you uh, know what's his name. Yeah, what's his name? And those other two the fellas. The guy that got mugged with all the equipment. Yeah, Mike Blyden. Mike Blyden. I love yeah. Mike Blyden. You remind me of Mike Blyden a little every, bit. Every time – this is when I knew when Mike Blyden bought the commercial because people were like, hey, dude, saw that Microsoft spot. Yeah, <laughs> saw that Saw that vacuum commercial you were in. Yeah, we always get confused for each other. But uh, yeah, so he directed it. But like we – it was just one of those things where there was just a lot of – and then the people who paid for it. So there's just a lot of people that had uh, opinions and – Super Jaime isn't exactly what I would have wanted it to be. It's exactly what people wanted it to be. Like, people like it. Yeah. And that's great. And I think, you know, uh, it does a good job of showing, like, you know, uh, everything that I went through during that period. But now that I'm – now that it's all – I get to make all the decisions. Yeah. I did that on well, – you know, for, for G4, we did a special called The High Road that was just one one episode that didn't become a series because I got scared off of the, the pot – yeah, the pot content, 
But on that, I had a little bit more say. Like I'm just trying to get more say with each thing, yeah. but work with people who are just going to capture what's really happened. Yeah. And then we edit it into story. the greatest movie ever rolled isn't like doesn't have much of a story like a beginning, middle and end. It's more just like here's we went on these dates and here's what happened. Does it show some of your stand up? But it's yeah, there's stand up mixed in with but there's a lot of stuff of just, you know, stuff like going on morning TV and yeah. goofing around and stuff like that. And um, but it's uh, it's edited for the for the comedy. Like right. I just left in everything funny that happened. Yep, and and so that I sat there and said, "Let's take that out because it's not funny enough." That's that's funny. Let's leave that in. Yeah, you know my, that I kind think of. My editors are going to make it a revealing depiction of what that was exactly like, as opposed to they're going to put a lot of my comedy in it. But yeah. I don't know what they're. I don't know. You should maybe should, I, maybe I, I, have yeah. them take a pass at it and I'm then a, watch totally, it I, I mean, and I, then I say the, yeah. this chunk of stand up I'd rather not be in there. Oh, I'm going to completely have a, a finger in, in deciding it, mm. but but my my part of me feels like the best way to like I know there's one part where I blow up at this fucking Czechoslovakian girl. I don't I don't know what I said because I was drunk, but she was like, "You're this is not funny," and I was like, "Fuck you." I'm sure I said a little more than that. I might have dropped the C word, yeah. but uh, uh, Catholic. And so, um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. But the reason I started doing my movie ultimately was because I was watching yours so much. And then I was like, it's such a great vehicle to show stand up. And it's such a great way to kind of get to know the Depends artist yeah. a little bit and, and kind of see like another side of them. There's one. Have you, uh, you know, Eddie Pepitone's got a documentary. I heard it was Bitter good. Buddha. Bitter Buddha. And uh, I saw it at a film festival, uh, uh, comedy festival. See, and, he's uh, someone I'd want to see the darks. I'd want to see the stuff he didn't want in there. I want to see him wake up. Well, he, that's the thing. Is it, he, yeah. And I don't think, I don't think he like, he may have had a little bit of say, but I think it's more like a, a filmmaker followed him around and, and made this, you know, yeah, put it, it together. It is. Like super, super size me. Was Morgan Spurlock making that and yeah. editing mm-hmm. and directing and starring? Yeah, yeah. So it's like he's gonna make all the decisions. Like when I watch, uh, when I watch the Freedmans is like it's, when I watch Wilco's. Are, am I? Am, are you? Are, are you trying to break my heart? Am I trying to break your heart? Yeah. Um. There's clearly undertones that he is addicted to heroin and he's having a hard time and he's not all there and that made me fucking fall in love with Jeff Tweedy and I was like, God damn it, that is. I, I connected with them. I saw the the there was a blind melon. I know you're gonna make fun of me. There was a blind melon documentary that I was obsessed with because it showed the flaws of Shannon Hoon, and I was like, yeah, I want to see the broken part. The broken part was what makes me. And so I said that to these. I go, I want to show my broken parts, and then part of me goes, I wonder if I accentuated them because I wanted to romanticize some broken. Yeah, but if you try to look good, I think then it comes off as like there's a great there's a great road road rage scene in Graham is driving when we're in uh, Michigan. We're in like we're in Detroit. We we just got out of doing morning radio, and some a uh, couple we get into a thing where a couple cars almost hit us, and so we. That's that's in the movie, but then also he just goes on this really angry rant with me stoned in the back seat laughing at him, yeah. and uh, you know, and that's that's the sort of thing that it was it was real and it was funny, so it got in the movie. Yeah, you know, like that. Uh, funny, you're right. We funny don't, should be we don't really one. we don't really stage much of anything in it. I didn't stage anything. It's really documentary style, but also where are you going to put yours? Buddy? I got to decide what was going to be. Know, in I haven't the movie. figured it out yet. I'll talk to the guys from Chill. Yeah, I mean, it feels like that you have to uh, release it on the internet. I don't know, maybe sell it as they're a good at doing this too. They they bundle stuff up. 
Uh, you know, if like, a movie like, t-shirt and the special, if a movie yeah, turns out, if it turns out really well, and it's not just for Burt Kreischer fans, I'm gonna have a screening where I invite all you guys over to see the first cut. I cannot wait to Shut pass on that invitation. <laughs> you're such a I, fucking. You're, <laughs> I, sometimes I don't know when you're kidding, and I leave like I go. We leave like a death squad <laughs> show, and I go. I wonder if Doug really likes me. <laughs> all right, Leanne's hounding us on the outside now. Okay, she's ready to go pick up her car. All right. Uh, got a new Phantom. Oh, oh I was just going to say, though, uh, you know, finish the movie. What? Nothing. That's finish. Finish. Instead of overthinking it, finish yeah. the movie. Yeah. Make it as great as you possibly can. And then try to get it into like a film festival and try to get like a distributor or something. Yeah. yeah. You know, like, oh, yeah. like, don't I, settle. I don't settle for just putting it on the Internet. But that's what that's what you're going to be able to do with it. If Later. you do have to settle. Yeah. That's the you great know? part about this. I just wanted to get this fucking movie out. We finished it like over over a year ago, year and year and a half ago, and uh, finished shooting it. You know, and um, we played it at a festival, and people really liked it. But like, you know, it's just not the kind of movie that's going to play in theaters. Yeah, you know, I don't have enough juice to make that happen. Uh, yeah, I don't think. I but either. you know, we it's sell nice know we sell a lot on chill like though. Chill. Yeah. A lot of people buy it on chill. Then, then that opens up some doors, maybe because you can point to the specific numbers. Well, this many people downloaded this, yeah. so let's do my next project. And you, you know, yeah, then that gives people more confidence. Or Netflix, or uh, yes, yeah, or high, K- super Encore, or Showtime. Pretty big. It was on. It was always on. Well, stuff. yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the they pushed it pretty hard, and and it's still a perennial. Like if you buy, if you watch a documentary on Netflix, there's a good chance you'll say you might also like Super High Me. Wow. That's fucking great. Yeah. yeah. So. So everybody's seen that, and I don't have any real profit participation in it because of how sh- shitty deals are sometimes. Seriously? Uh, yeah. Netflix? Yeah, I don't... Fuck! That just let my dream go of how yeah, I pictured your mansion. Yeah, but more people see you on stage now. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah you, have, you have a fucking... Oh, it did, a lo- it did wonders for me, uh, yeah. for my career and for my life more in general, because I, I can go anywhere, especially uh, Eugene, Oregon, That's and just walk down the street and have people uh, trying to get me, uh, offering to get me high. That's got to be more than the last comic standing, right? What? The, the the draw you get off super high me. Uh, well, last comic standing was big because it was you know it right was then. it was prime time television you know like that's millions of people you know watching yeah, it on like er, every week episode. you know yeah but so I that's feel like that's not lasting. No, no, no. Now it's now it's all super high me because last comic standing is a memory. It's not yeah. rerunning anywhere. Yeah. Right. Whereas this Super High Me, there's somebody right now watching it for the first time, and I'm going to get a tweet from them saying, uh, "South Africa, is good, j- good job, or you're a lightweight, or whatever." South Africa is getting uh, Last Comic Standing just now. Yeah, they, I think I just got a check for Last Comic Standing, so yeah. that might be it. Uh, they, I, when I was there, the episode when I was doing the tour there, the episode with. Uh, Dat fan was running, and it was like halfway through. I was doing radio, yeah. and they're like, "We just started watching." I'm doing a bad accent. Uh, <laughs> last comic standing with the with the with the, the big guy, Ralphie May, and I went, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." Dat fan wins that one. They're like, "What? What? Are you kidding me?" And I was like, "Oh, sorry, <laughs> you, you spoilers." <laughs> I was like, "You guys don't have the internet. You don't know how that works." Spoilers. But yeah, I was Shit. like, <laughs> "And Kaiser Soze's Kevin Spacey." Well, I'll be real excited when they get to my seasons because I, uh, you know, that probably there right last now. comic last comic kind of taught me how to behave in a documentary. Like it taught me how to just be myself while being on camera. Yeah, and be funny, not not, not just be boring. When I did it, <laughs> hey, when Doug, when can you? I want to do this. I want to do this again. Let's do it tomorrow. Uh, I'm here tomorrow. No, I'm taking off. Do you know Chris Gore? I gotta, uh, I gotta go to. Yeah, I do. I gotta go to. Um, I want you and Chris Gore to be the new uh, Edmund and what's the thumbs up? That's thing? not gonna happen. So don't don't even pursue it. Fuck. 
Oh, hour and 51 minutes? I would murder him if I had to sit around and argue about movies with him. Are you serious? Yeah. We have very different opinions. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about right Yeah, there. But, but, you know, Siskel and Ebert agreed on a lot of things. Um, Let's do this But again. thanks for having me. We'll do it again for sure. Yeah. And go to chill.com and get Doug and Go to chill.com. Chill.com. And then do you have any dates coming yeah. up? I'm going to air this probably next week. Uh, yeah, uh, that's all I want to talk about is get get greatest movie, and you can go to douglasmovies.com for like tour dates. I want to do the uh, Benson interruption with the machine story if you get a chance. I would love to have you do that, Ari. I'm gonna be in Vancouver at the Comedy Mix the 22nd through the 24th. All right, I like that place. God bless you guys. <laughs>